Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Why would I spend the rest of my days unhappy? Why would I spend the rest of this year alone? When I can go therapy. When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy two times a day. Why would I spend the rest of this week so bitter? And all that listening is making you bitter too. When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, when I can go Two times a day. Why would I spend the rest of my days unhappy? Why would I spend the rest of this year alone? When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, two times a day. title. 
That's what we're going to talk about tonight, and I'll start the list. How about a possible remake of the defensive side of the organization? Some fresh ideas, some better recruiters, so that Miami has better athletes across the board when it lines up on Saturday afternoons and has to deal with all the other elements that are involved in college football. How about a total examination of every aspect of the program? Is the strength and conditioning program the best one? Virginia did that way physically with Miami the other night, and teams like Nebraska and Georgia Tech did the same earlier in the season. How about a greater investment in mental training? That looked like a fragile Miami team out there on the field the other night losing to Virginia, a team that could not fight past the disappointment and pain of the loss to Florida State, a team that, when the going got tough and things started going bad, just let them snowball, bury them in the cold of Charlottesville, Virginia. You want a comparison? How about the Miami basketball team last night on the road? 11 days, an 11-day road trip, okay, playing a Charlotte team that they had beaten two nights before by 20 points. Now they had to sit in a hotel room up there in Charlotte for two days waiting to play the same team again. They go into the gym. They walk into an avalanche. Charlotte was extremely prepared for that game and very emotionally invested to right the loss that they had experienced two nights earlier. Miami didn't have its legs. That was a tired Hurricane basketball team out there on the floor last night. But what happened? One of its elite players, Sheldon McClellan, stepped up and he carried his team through those moments. They were able to persevere, and they came back home undefeated, ranked in the top 20, with everybody euphoric looking forward to the rest of this basketball season. That's a team, regardless of what happens the rest of the way, that you can clearly see has its act together. Right now, the Miami football team does not. And that's what we have to address tonight as we move forward on Kane Sport Live. And we have not even touched on yet a hard dose of self-scouting, and figuring out what schemes are working, what are not, and coming back better in 2015. So what do you guys think? That's what we want to hear tonight, and we'll talk about all of that and more as we embark on a new edition of Kane Sport Live. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. We have 50 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. Once again, I'm going to make the request. If you're not planning to come on the show and speak, please do not tie up a phone line. There's many other ways to listen to the show on your mobile device, on your computer, um, links all over the place on canesport.com for you to listen to the show. Please don't tie up a phone line if you're not planning to participate. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to provide some of the topics and questions to be addressed on tonight's show. Here's some of what they came up with. Some Miami fans don't want a good bowl game for fear of losing it. Should the Canes want a good matchup, or should they hope for an inferior opponent and a potential guaranteed win? Three items that need to be addressed in the offseason. I already touched on some of that. We'll get into more detail. What was the disappointment, the biggest disappointment in the season? Do the players understand the history of the Miami Hurricane football program, and do they feel the pressure to uphold the standards from past players and coaches? Well, one thing I'll throw out on that regard for thought right now is most of these guys were 8, 9, 10, 11 years old 
back when Miami football was playing for national titles. It's starting to get to the point where these kids that are playing for Miami today, they can't touch and feel that history. They obviously know about it, but they can't touch and feel it the way maybe that Hurricanes of the past who played on some of those teams were able to when they were reflecting back on the 80s and 90s. What player might step up in 2015 who didn't see much playing action this year but should be a big-time player the next go-round? Do the uniforms really make a big impact in recruiting? Because some people really don't like them. Miami, they felt, had the best uniform in college football in the past and never needed gimmicks such as these smoke uniforms and orange helmets and green helmets to sell the program in the past. Were there any hints in advance that the Hurricanes were going to play the way they did on Saturday night at Virginia? Did they anticipate Virginia bringing that kind of pressure on defense? What adjustments were made during the course of the game to get the ball out quicker? What's the mood like around the university? Well, I'll answer that one right now. There is no mood. The place is a ghost town. All the kids have gone home for Thanksgiving. There will be very few students at that game on Saturday night. And what does Al Golden need to accomplish in 2015 to show true improvement and that he's a coach that can take Miami to a title someday? Well, right now, I think you would have to say that 2015 is shaping up as a you know, play for the ACC title or bust kind of year. I mean, you know, I think this year, and justifiably so, I've said it over and over again, Al Golden deserves that fifth year. Um, but at the same time, he needs to make progress. And in my opinion, to make progress, he needs to make some changes. We'll see here in the coming weeks what he chooses to do. So 646-595-2048 is the number. I'm getting ready to turn the show over to you guys, the Canes Nation, for our weekly summit meeting that this week revolves around therapy. Let's start out in the 305, where you are now, live on Cane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? Oh, boy, Gary. You're in for a long night, huh? <laughs> uh, you know, I think we'll get some good calls, as always. People have had a few All days right. to calm down and gather their thoughts. Gary, I was at that game last Saturday night in the cold. It wasn't freezing cold. It was cold. Sitting right in the first row on the Miami sideline, I could tell you I knew before the game that there was a problem. There was no life. There was no energy on that sideline. And it was just a very fickle point. You could tell when they didn't get those breaks that they were just looking to give up quickly because there was no energy at all going on on that sideline. I could tell you that firsthand. And I was close to it as ever. And I, Gary, can I ask you a question? When does, does a lot of in-game coaching normally go on during the course of the game? Of course. I mean, Gary, I mean that's, what, that's, you, what coach, that, that's what coaches do the whole game. Gary, I'm telling you, I was sitting five feet away from the bench. Jamal Carter makes that misses that play where the guy caught the ball with one hand, comes yep. right to the sideline, sits at the end of the bench. Not one player even comes up to him, anything like that, takes his helmet off, starts laughing it off with his buddies on the bench. I was mortified when I saw that. I couldn't believe it, what, what, what was going on. Not one coach approaches him, not any of the senior leaders. No one comes up to him or anything, says one word. I, it, yeah, they, I it, mean, I was mind-blowing. Look, they had, they had a lot of issues the other night. You, you know, there's no question about it. And, um, and yes, coaching does – 
come into play a lot in situations like that. But this is one, you know, and the coaches have taken, you know, an absolute beating, not just on this show this year, but just out there in the world. And um, this is one I put on the players. You know, I mean, you know, you, you've got to come ready to play and you've got to want to play. And you can't just sit there and fold tent and, and throw a, a game like that away, knowing how many people out there really are trying to support you and care about you, number one. And number two, you have to have an accountability to each other. But not to come across like making excuses because I'm um, absolutely not, you know, because I think like the basketball team overcame the hurdles that they had to overcome last night. Um, I think teams need to overcome hurdles like that in sports. But they this this program, coaches, administrators, everybody top to bottom, was all in on the Florida State game. And I, I talked about it during Florida State week. I, I mentioned it a few times on the message boards, and some people kind of like poo-pooed what I was saying. And, and I said that if they didn't win the Florida State game, that this program was back to square one. And I meant it because they, they were all in on that game. I mean, every um, everything that this program wants to hang its hat on right now was, was predicated on beating Florida State and getting – the level of respect that would have come along with that. And, you know, when you go in all in like that on a football game, it, it naturally in sports comes with trapdoors. And the trapdoor was what you saw at Virginia the other night. Um, a team that was totally flat, was not emotionally invested at all in that ball game, playing a team not as good as them, but five times more invested in the ball game than they were. That, that was Virginia Super Bowl the other night. They were playing to save their coach's job. They accomplished that mission. Um, Miami had absolutely nothing to play for. They they were beaten up in the Florida State game me- mentally and physically. They get on a plane. They go to freezing cold Virginia. They sit around in a hotel all day long in a place where they don't want to be. And they go into the stadium. And the minute that something bad happened in that game, Robert, they they they, they folded. And that's exactly it, it, well, yeah, and in, in the scope of sports, it was totally predictable. I mean, and there was a reason why the betting line, you know, went pummeling down on Saturday in the hours before the game. Um, people that know sports understand how big of a hurdle that game on Saturday night was for Miami. And it's not an excuse because a good football team overcomes that hurdle and finds a way to win. The same way that Florida State, which is a good football team right now, overcame the hurdle in their own stadium on Saturday when Boston College gave them all that they would ever want to handle. Really, you, know, you can make an argument, should have won the football game. Um, but Florida State, once again, found a way to through it and come up with just enough to win that ball game against Boston College. That's what the good teams do. Right now, Miami is not a good team. You mentioned the Jamal Carter example. Um, a good team doesn't have that. There's nobody laughing off you know, blowing what should have probably been an interception that turns into a, a touchdown like that um, and sends everything spiraling south in a, in a ball game. And, um, you know, th- that team had a lot to be ashamed of last Saturday night. The question is, are they going to come back? And not that this game really means anything because it doesn't, but if that if they have any fiber of pride within them, they will come back angry this Saturday night and they will turn the tables, and they will pummel Pittsburgh and at least finish their season with a measure of respect and do it for good on Saturday night and then most likely go out into the NFL draft um, on a positive note and, and into a bowl game for the next month 
in a positive atmosphere in the program and not one of total depression where everybody in town's calling for coaches to be fired and, and ripping the program to shreds and tearing into the players and everything else. It's a big game Saturday night for that reason. Right. Darren, let me ask you a question. I know you've been a big, you know, big fan of uh, Coley for the whole year, not Stacey, the, uh, the offensive coordinator. I mean, does any adjustments or anything even come into effect? Because they've been – I don't think that necessarily happened, but I think they did get a tad bit conservative this Florida State game. The second half, I'm not necessarily saying that that was the reason they lost. I think it was the play. The last week, there was no, there was no adjustments. The quarterback was getting manhandled. I think Duke Johnson maybe touched the ball four or five times in the first half, and that's part of the reason why they got into the problem that initially happened. I mean, does he make any – I mean, there are any adjustments to take? Even, well, I actually I, thought the defense, the defense played pretty tough, I must say, for the first half of the game the other night until they just got worn out. But I actually thought they played relative – I don't think they played well, but they played pretty tough, I think. Uh, you know, I think Coach Coley has done a, a pretty phenomenal job for most of the season. I think he had a tough night at Louisville, and I think he had a tough night at Virginia. Um, but in his defense, your offensive line, and we've been sitting here all year talking about what a, what a great job Art Kehoe is doing. And he, he has done a phenomenal job. Up until the other night, I've been consistently saying this is the best coaching year that Art Kehoe has ever had with that offensive line. Well, they, they were horrific the other night, Robert. Uh, they, they were – they were awful. They were a total no-show for that football game. Now, as coaches, you can't plan for that. You know, you, your your guys have come performed well pretty much for the entire season. They had a little bit of a tough time at Louisville, but every other game this year, they have shown up and they've played well. They've been physical. The running game is clicked. The passing game is clicked. Brad Kaya has been hit very little. Brad Kaya was hit more in the first half of the other night than he has been the whole season. Okay, those I guys should be ashamed of themselves. They should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Yes. Absolutely ashamed the way that they allowed their star running back and their quarterback to take a physical pounding in that football game. Um, And as coaches, you can't plan for that. You know, you're not sitting there saying Eric Flowers, who's your first round draft pick left tackle, is suddenly going to, you know, be whiffing at guys coming around the edge and, you know, digging holes in the turf with the quarterback's face. You know, I mean, you can't plan for that. So, you know, had you felt going into the game that you were susceptible there, maybe you would have done some things with protections and and max protected and things like that. You didn't game plan for that. You know, that was pretty obvious. And that pressure that Virginia was putting on the quarterback totally shut down the offense. You know, the offense couldn't couldn't function. They're They're in bad situations. Kaya's getting nailed. He's being rushed. He can't set his feet and throw. Um, it shut down the whole offense. So, you know, in fairness to Coley, you can't game plan for that. You know, could he have made some better adjustments during the course of the game? Yes. But I think if you're grading James Coley over the entire season and you factor in also the recruiting that he did, bringing in um, Yearby, bringing in Brad Kaya, um, the recruiting he's going to continue to do, you, you know, maybe if you want to be a harsh critic, you give a B. But James Coley is not the problem that this football team has right now. There is no question about it. And, and, and the one thing, just to make one final point, that is really starting to make me a little nauseous is this whole notion of, hey, um, the stats show that this is a top 13 defense in the country. So, therefore, the, 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 this team doesn't have five losses 
as a result of the defense. You know, that that's a bunch of hogwash, okay? You know, Duke Johnson and Brad Kaya and Philip Dorsett and these guys have and Clive Walford have carried this football team this year, or else you think that five losses is a, is a disaster? This would have, could have been a seven or eight loss if the kids didn't play at the level they played. Dan, let me ask you a question. And you know I only ask you questions because I have, you know, I don't just throw them out there. Do the players like and respect Al Golden and his coaching staff? They love Al Golden. They love Are you Al sure? Golden. Yeah, Are yes. Are you sure they, about that? I'm, I, I'm sure they love Al Golden. I, I think where there's a disconnect is on some some members of the staff. I've never heard one player say they don't like Al Golden. I've heard several players express both while they're there and after they leave that they weren't necessarily fond of some of the position coaches. Okay. And don't and don't no, ask me to start I, throwing people under the bus because that's not fair. No, but, and I won't. Do, I, I don't I'm, do it on I'm, my I'm end not, I'm not going to do that. But, but no, no. I have never heard one player on that football in that football program in four years say anything but positive things about Al Golden. Okay. He's a player's coach. You know, he's unconditionally there for those guys. He he never never pulls them out for criticism. He always stands up as. If I, I mean, you know how many times in four years we've heard Al Golden say, "It starts with me. It's on me. It's my fault. It's my responsibility." I mean, every single time something goes wrong, he he takes the blame. He never says, you know, my 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 damn offensive tackles didn't block anybody tonight. My, you know, right. my defensive lineman got no pressure on the quarter. You know, I mean, he he takes the blame for it all. all right, respect- I'll leave you with this. Gary, I have to tell you, I'm a third-generation season ticket holder to the Hurricanes. I used to stay every game until the bitter end. I only left one game early before I did last Saturday night. That was the last game in the Orange Bowl versus Virginia, and that was. And then I left early last Saturday. That was just as bad as the feeling. I flew up to watch that game to leave with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter because I couldn't stomach anymore. That's how bad that this has gotten. So, well, anybody that I wants to that. that wants to make a case for hey everything's okay needs to oh. just look at the fact that Miami is owned right now by teams like Virginia and Louisville. Okay, and you know how can that be reality? And anybody make a case that everything's okay and you just stay status quo? No, you can't even think about staying status quo. Now, people aren't going to like what I'm going to say next. I'm going to say if Al Golden steps up and, and, and makes quality moves to upgrade his program, and, he, and they better be quality, not just moves for PR purposes, people need to back off, okay? And, and he deserves not just next year, but he might deserve the year after too because, you know, you can only go out and hire the best people you can hire. And um, right now I think that's the situation they're in, and he needs to do that. And if he does, I think people need to support him and allow him and give him a chance to get this program turned around in the right way. Butch Davis got six years. Why can't Al Golden? Now, if he's in denial and he doesn't make changes and he doesn't address the problems, then I don't think I have to tell you it's going to be target practice. Well, I mean, he's a he's a lame duck coach now, and everyone knows it. I mean, what, what strong defensive coordinator – well, not necessarily, but what the, for instance, the guy that came over to Florida from Duke last year is now a he's going to be on the street for the for the most part in. Yeah, but he's going to be. I guarantee you, got to. Those kind of guys get at least 
bigger contracts, Robert. He's not going to be on the street. Oh. He's going to he's going to be well compensated, and then he's going to probably be able to go get a job somewhere else. Those guys make out financially just fine. Let me ask you a question, just with the game last week. Do you, do you think that they were going to go for the on fourth and one or fourth and inches, and they took twenty seconds off the play clock, and Eric Flowers jumps offside or whatever, and uh, illegal motion or whatever? Do, were they going to go for it, or was that just to try to draw the defense offside? Because I thought that was the changing point of the game. I think they were going to go for it. I don't think they were. I think they were just going to draw down the time and then punt it. That's what I think they were really going to do. Because if you're going to go for it, why not just go there and snap the ball? You need no, a few inches. I thought they were going to go for it. But to be honest with you, we haven't asked that question of Coach Golden, so I don't know for sure. But I, you know, I'm gonna, I, I, think you, I think you should – I'm going to leave you with two things. I think you should look into if they were really going to go for it, if they were just going to go for it, and also look into do those players really like that goal. At this point, it doesn't matter. But that, why? You've heard from players that they don't like Al Golden? I'm not saying anything, you know. But right. you know, I, don't I, mean, I have from. not. If I had, okay. I would tell you. I have you not. Know heard. That I, you know that I'm not going to just say something just to say it. You know that. So yeah, I have not. I have not heard that players don't like Al Golden. I have never heard one player say that. So okay. All right, man. Hey, right. thank you so much for being part of the show. You, give you it, got give it, it, Gary. It. Hopefully, yeah, next we talk on a better note. You got it. Have Got a good it. one. You too. We're into therapy tonight, and we go tonight, on to the where you are now live on Kane. Hey, What's going on? Hey, Gary, how you doing, brother? Hey, I ain't nobody but Kane Kane. My man Charles, was, oh, he, he was disappointed in the game. But, you know, he's saying what you're saying. Give Golden and the staff another year. You know, you said, Kim, you got to give him that because of the sanctions, this and that. You know what, Gary? I'm tired. This Thanksgiving, man, I'm tired. I don't even care no more. I mean, it's the end of the season. We got high hopes every year. They come bowling down. They lose the UVA. Like you said, if they beat Pitt, they beat Pitt. I'm tired of it. this player, that coach, whatever. Tell everybody, simple and plain, I'm going to cut it short. If you don't win in 15, you got to go. That's five years. I know you just said a minute ago. Maybe Golden needs a six-year. It depends on how bad the fifth well, year I, I is. Wouldn't you agree? I said if, if he makes considerable changes, changes that uh, appear to be enhancing the program, you know, then I, I think, you know, you got to be fair to the people coming in. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, yeah, that's I don't, true. I don't, you can't just I don't, them. I agree. Yeah, you don't just bring, you know, you don't just make changes and, and then throw people out on the street. I mean, you yeah. can but that's not yeah, sending that's, a very message to the coaching community out there. You know, I don't nah. think anybody argues that they've got some issues and they need to make some changes. But if he makes the changes and he improves the quality of individuals that are working within the program, you know, I don't think it's fair to have a gun to these people's heads from the minute they step on campus. You know, so that's, that's, what, I'm, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying um, in that regard. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's a catch twenty-two. But let's take one step at a time, you know. I mean, right now they got to finish the season, and then you got to see if Al Golden's going to make some changes. Because <laughs> it's, it's the same place that, that that everybody was sitting in last year, you know. And, and he decided not to make changes, and now twelve months later, everything's the same. And if he doesn't make changes twelve years, twelve months from now, I feel comfortable saying. Things will be the same then too. So 
You know, and well, I mean, it stinks. It's not a fun situation for anybody. But if you're putting that football program first, what's going on there right now, losing all these games like this, is not good enough in any way, shape, or form. Well, it's not. I, I was surprised I kept trying to call the show last night. Damn. Oh, no. Get in and change it. Yeah, you gave us that. Yeah, you had gave a, us yeah, we, had a, we had, a change, had a change it to Wednesday this week. Yeah, well, you did a good thing because people probably did cool off a little bit. Like I said, the game at Pitt, I know they're night games. But, man, I don't care. That's prime time. That's when you're supposed to show you're behind. But like you said, last week, after that one touchdown, it was like no emotion. Nobody really did anything to when you bought when my man got hurt. And that was emotional. Duke was about ready to have a fit. But Duke was on the sideline trying to get the boys pumped up, but it just didn't happen. And like you said, Kai got hit more in the first half, and he got hit all year. And it rallied. Oh, yeah. I can tell you it that. Was, it, it shook it his soul. Disgusting. It was disgusting. It really was. Yes. I mean, it was nobody disgusting. cared. You know, one thing, I don't one thing I don't understand, I never see – I can't say it because I ain't been there. You've been around more than me. I haven't seen Golden, like, actually ordinary or cool. Just pull them together and be – you know, not digging them. I ain't like Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight's the type of digging somebody make you cry. But, you know, pull the kids together. Like the guy said, you know, your boy came off the sideline. He laughing. Nobody says nothing to him. It's like we nonchalant. And like you said, them kids were 10 years old when the Kings were nasty, rugged, and raw. Do you got to show them footage. They seen footage. But it's like these kids today, they don't have what the old boys had. They got to feel you know, it. And I think and that's something you got to feel. You know, yeah, you, you, I just think yeah, you don't get that from watching, you know, the U documentary. We get something out of it because we've we seen it. We know what it's about. It's well, just the younger generation the always player, been different, Gary. It's just always players, been different. The players through the they years. They don't have they, that umph. They don't, you know, if they lose, so be it. I mean, when Randy was there, uh, your boy dropped the ball. He got dang it, in the Virginia, Virginia Tech game, um, Benjamin. He dropped the ball. He came out the sideline like freaking. I don't care. Ain't no big thing. No freaking. No man. You should have been mad. I never yeah, forget that. You get that something. touchdown. Everybody knocks Randy, but if Randy team was playing like the way that team was playing the other night. They, oh, he would have called a timeout and dug in the ass. He was no, a Randy, That's what he would have did. He would have walked in that locker room at halftime and tore the place up. <laughs> yes, he would. You know? Yeah, they, 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 you would have found broken blackboards, locket. I mean, they, they, he would have torn that place up. <laughs> Cause that yeah, was, before I let you go, I'm sorry, I ain't mean to cut y'all. Before I let you go, get, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad you brought that out there. Thank you very much, sir. What bowl do you think we'll get now? I mean, was it a better chance if we got a – I thought a more wins, better bowl. Now, another loss, what kind of bowl? What team do you think? I know somebody said Florida, but – I don't want to see that crap, but, I mean, if they do, they do. You got any insight maybe where they um, might be leaning? There, there's, no, there's no insight right now um, because no the, the, the jock, well, the jockeying hasn't started yet. I mean, uh, you know, if if you go down the list of, of bowl games that the ACC is affiliated with, obviously they're not going to go to the Orange okay. Bowl. I don't see them now with, with five losses being invited to Orlando. Um, you know, you're looking at Music City, Belk, Sun, Pinstripe, hopefully. Mm-hmm. You have to hope that one of those bowls wants Miami. <laughs> because, because, because once you get past that, it's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at like a bowl game in Detroit or 
um, you know, just real nondescript bowls, the military bowl, the, you know, I mean, they're, they're just, it gets Almost really like bad. like a toilet bowl. Any bowl yeah, before Christmas is close bowls, to a toilet bowl. Yeah, it gets really bad after those guys. So, so yeah, if you ask me what I think, I, I think the Pinstripe Bowl in New York City is going to want Miami mm-hmm. put badly. I mean, that's a bowl game that's trying to put itself on the map. Miami's a good TV mm-hmm. draw. They can, they can pair them um, against the Big Ten team and put a good matchup together, maybe like a Miami-Penn State, you know, something like that. Right. Uh, Possibly, mm-hmm. and a uh, Miami in that bowl game would be a real coup for the, for the, for them. Um, and then you factor in the, the Miami alumni base in New York and things like that. And um, I'm expecting the Pinstripe Bowl to to really make a play with the ACC and ESPN to try to get Miami. You know, they mm-hmm. got to win this. If they don't win this week, and they're sitting there six oh, and six, and who cares what bowl game they go to? Yeah, you know, watch the so, basketball team. Like you said, they play with pride and heart. That's another thing that's missing, oh, pride and that's heart. A, but that's a program right but now hold you. that has all together, yes, King. They have yes, it all sir. together. Well, you have a happy Thanksgiving, Gary. Hope to see you next Tuesday with a better scenario than what we have been having often or every other week. You hey, take hey, care. At least don't hold you. Hey, we're doing um we're doing Wednesday again next week, just so you know. So just, oh, so you Lord, I'm scared. You're doing that already. We lost. Well, oh, I'm doing that. No, no, no. Let me tell you why I'm doing it. I'm doing it in deference to Coach Larinaga and the phenomenal job that he's doing with that basketball team. On Tuesday night, they play Illinois in the Big Ten ACC Challenge at the Buck. Oh, and, you know, everybody respect. here needs to show respect. And, and if you're in South Florida – you need to get your butt out to that game and support that team. Um, it's going to be a great ball game playing you know, a real high-quality high Big Ten team in Illinois. Um, it's on national TV. and uh, So we're not going to do a show next Tuesday night. We will do it on Wednesday mm-hmm. next week. Okay, again. well, that's cool. I wish I was playing a Disney because I'm a Georgetown man. People get on me all the time. That's just how I've been. Georgetown, Hurricanes, all. Happy Thanksgiving, Gary. Leave me on hold. You too, man. <laughs> Thanks for being part all of All right, show. take care. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. Let's go to the 404 now, where you're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing, man? It's Roland calling from hey. uh, New Orleans. What's going on, man? What's up, Roland? How you doing this week? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. just want to call in and uh, just kind of reiterate on what everybody else was saying about frustration. But um, I just it gets straight to the point. Um, I think and this is my opinion only, um, it's got to be major, major position coach changes. And uh, I think one personally, two personally, that they definitely need to, to be changed ASAP. And I don't know if Golden's going to do it, but um, I, I don't know if you know this. I'm, well, you probably know this because you're around the team more than anybody. Um, but but, but, but the, I think there's a huge disconnect with Paul Williams in, cor- in, the, in, in the corners, uh, even just a kid from South Florida. Also, um, um, Franklin, the D-line coach, I think there's a huge disconnect. Again, South Florida kids. Because when you look at look at look at the recruits, even from from for this year, you look at even look at the kids that that, that like a Tracy Howard or uh, Artie Burns. Are they really developing? Are they really getting better? Are they are they really you know? Well, are they Artie Burns upward? Artie Burns is look, getting better. I, Somewhat better, but I mean, you, I mean, do you see any drastic change? I mean, again, he, what he, he's a he's a sophomore, isn't he? Yeah, he's a true sophomore. Yeah. 
The position as a but, whole, though, when you look at the thing in its entirety no, and, and you include none. recruiting, no. I none. mean, you're still playing with a walk-on at safety. I mean, come on. That's that ridiculous. And, and it's ridiculous. And, and if Jamal Carr is not good enough, why was he chosen? Why did you evaluate him to be to be good enough exactly. if he's not, if he's not exactly. good enough? You know, I, exactly. I mean, these are the these are the reasons why this program is struggling right now, Roland. I mean, you, know what, you, know, Gary, we, it, you can sit here and lie and sugarcoat all you want, but any, I mean, anybody can. But this is why this program is struggling for all these little reasons. Man, it's so you know? hurtful to see to see Miami struggling. And, and, with, and struggling. with all respect to those silly stats that people are whipping out. Um, uh, most of the issues are on the defensive side of the football. All day, absolutely, definitely. Camille, and I know you can't really just you know say what you think is going to happen from a position standpoint. Do you do you believe that they're going to be from a defensive standpoint? Uh, two coaches be- change you, changes. You broke up. Do I, be- do I believe what? Say it again. I said. I said. Do you believe that they're going to have? Two or three coaches changes from a defensive standpoint going into next year. You, do you think that? Do you think that that same defensive staff is going to be there? Or do you think that? Do you think that there's going to be changes? Well, I mean, I, I think everybody would agree that there need to be changes. But right. if, if if everything stays the same, I don't know. Like, I mean, how are these guys going to live in South Florida? I mean, I mean, you're talking about an eight month off season of, <laughs> I mean, just absolute negativity and pummeling and I mean, you know, you see how upset people are. I let me, mean, let me, you know, let me the, tell you, Gary, I'm going to tell you this. I, going into 2015, I know Golden's going to be there. Man, I hope he take that tie off. I'm so tired of that tie. I, 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 it, it drives me absolutely insane to see him with that tie on and Miami needs to stay with the traditional white helmets. I hate those orange helmets. I hate those smoke uniforms. It's Miami. It's not Oregon. Miami is Officially, it's a brand. It's not gimmicky. You know, I'm I'm tired of his that, that tie, and I'm tired of those uniform changes. Stay with the white helmets, and and maybe tweak the jerseys up a little bit. But these orange helmets, man, I don't know what I don't know who's a part of that. I understand you got to change, you got to you got to adapt to 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 you know different kids and different generations. But I will tell you what. What's that school in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama? They hadn't changed their uniforms. Miami should they would they would look look at what's always built Miami: aggressive defense, athletic players, not big bodies that's not being able to move and 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 multiple twenty different uniforms. It's not Oregon. It's this is Miami. This is Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Vince Wolfolk, uh, everybody. And you want to put you want to put that on the field that that man that's frustrating man I can't see it. it's just they need to make some changes man it's it's, it's so well, difficult to watch that man so I don't think they're losing I mean I know you got I know they're you, not lo- they're not losing because Al Golden's wearing a tie let's be honest I know I know that I you know, know the uniforms that's a that's really, a personal uniforms are a personal taste some people like them yeah. some people don't that's like anything you know you could put a dress in a window at Bloomingdale's some are yeah, really gonna like yeah, you're it right. some people aren't gonna like it. Um, uniforms right. are the same way, but nobody's—they're not losing because Al Golden's wearing a tie on the sideline. I know, I know, but, but I'm just—I'll tell you the I question I have. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you a question I have, and I'm—and I'll let you be the first one I ask it. Um, if Al Golden acknowledges that he has problems in his program, and he makes—you know, whether it's two, three, four, five—you know, whatever it is—he makes changes 
in his program and tries to upgrade his coaching staff and, and make moves to improve his situation and his product here in the next few months. Where would you be when in in terms of Al Golden? Now that's a great that's a great question. Now we have to be specific on when he's going to make those changes. Does he regain your support? Does he regain your approval? Do 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 is like the president? Does, does his approval rating go up in the fan base? It, it it I will say this: it has to start with a D coordinator, and then once the, once the D coordinator comes in, that's going to determine all those assistants and who who who's going to stay and who's not going to stay. But what's going to determine if I'm on board with Golden, and I think he's a nice guy, but that, that's beside the point. The point is wins and losses. So I'm looking strictly from a wins and losses standpoint. So if they do make the changes, and and again, Gary, you got to look specifically now. When you say changes, now what type of changes? What type of coaches are we going to bring in? Are we going to bring in regular? I mean, lower right, tier well, cornerback coaches? Are we you're going to bring, bring in? Let's tier? say you wait. Let's say you're going to bring in the best coaches you can get, whatever that means. Now, mm-hmm. you know, every everyone can sit here and judge a coach A is better or worse than coach B. I mean, true. that. You know, but that's a, silly ex- that's a silly exercise. Let's assume Al Golden True. has to go out, see who's available, and hire the best coaches that he can possibly find. And Blake James has to step up and give him the budget to do it. They can't play games anymore right now. This program is in too fragile of a state. It needs to get this thing turned around, okay? And if you have to come up with an extra $500,000 for coaches, you better do it now. Okay, and so let's assume that that happens, and Blake James gives him the money he needs, and he can identify three, four guys that he needs to bring in to upgrade over what he has now, and he does that. Does his approval rating amongst the fan base skyrocket upwards? I, I won't say skyrocket. I think it. I, I think it looks a little bit more favorable. Now, I won't say skyrocket. It's going to be more favorable. I and mean, again, it's going to see what. If at the end of the day. It's going to be with how with the product on the field, and again, with you know how that team looks going into 2015 because they got to make changes. Gary, you do know you, it. Well, yeah, it no, everybody knows that. But do favorable. you become do you become receptive to giving those new guys coming in two years to go and recruit better players and develop better players and 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 get this thing right? Because I'm telling you right now, you don't you don't just – Blake James is right about one thing. You don't just flip a switch. But I'll tell you – I can agree with you, yeah. There's some pretty darn good players leaving this program this year. That, that's what I'm yeah, – you, you don't just play Dorsett. through Johnson and Denzel Perriman. No, that's what I'm saying. You got, you got, you got Dorsett. You got you – got, yeah, I guarantee Dorsett's going to be a really solid player on the next level. Dorsett, Johnson, Flowers, Wolford, um, Perriman, who's going to be – uh, 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 I think it's a really solid to really, really, really good linebacker on the next level. You got four, four or five guys I just named. United that that are producers, the guys that that are playmakers. I mean, you mean to tell me this team has won six games? I was at that Georgia Tech game here in Miami. I mean, in, in Atlanta when it, when it was in Atlanta, and I watched Georgia Tech run the same damn play over and over and over and give it to the fullback every single play. And even George Tech fans, fans that weren't even that weren't even fans of, of, of they they they're people that were just there and they were like, Man, we keep running the same play and Miami just not adapted. And when it didn't when, take when, away when the fullback, 
Never had anybody on the pitch Never. die. Never. Allowed the, the Braves to totally abandon the their passing game. game. The whole game. Allowed, allowed, allowed Nebraska to totally abandon the passing game. Yes. 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 I mean, I was right on the 30-yard line. Every You had nobody over the center. Nobody. And yeah, they I'm kept sorry. running the same you play, You cannot man. blame this season on the offense. I'm sorry. You, you, nobody can do that. All right, Roland, you yeah, got anything hey, else I, I know I'm long. Man, listen, I just hope they make these changes. And uh, just, just keep me on hold. I know I, I hate to take everybody else's time, but it's just, I'm just – I just hate good. to see that man. It's so frustrating, man. You know, so right. I'm gonna if you can keep me on hold and I'm gonna listen in. All right, Roland, give us a call again next Wednesday night. All right, Gary, you doing a All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Next appointment in the five oh one. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? This is Alex up in Little Rock, Arkansas, man. What's up, Alex? How you had doing call, this had, Hey, man, I had to call and get my therapy session again this That's week. That's right, man. This show's an honor <laughs> to do. One second. One second. Give me a minute here. Let's get the groove. Let's get the groove again here. Why would I spend the rest of my days unhappy? Why would I spend the rest of this year alone? Alone. When I can go therapy. <laughs> When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy two times a day. I, I don't know about two times. We got we we got it covered tonight. All right, Alex, go ahead. What's on your mind? Man, listen. Um, I um, the the first thing I want to bring up is why does he keep putting Sonny out there in the first place? Now I've seen them take guys off of position uh, different places before when they mess up and get a penalty. Man, I wouldn't even let Sonny play because it's obvious right now he didn't even know what's going on as far as, foot, as far as football goes because he hit that guy five yards outside of out of bounds. I have never seen <laughs> I mean, that was as bad of a protection screw-up as you'll ever see. And um, I, I, I don't know, man. He's a really nice kid. I mean, I, I, we, we've spoken to him a lot. Sonny Odagwu is a really nice kid, and it's painful to see the things that he's done on the football se- field this year. Um, but you're right. He, he clearly cannot be trusted out there. I have no idea what's going on in his head. Um, but that's, man, that's, that's three. That's three now in, in the last month of the biggest blunders you will ever see on a football field. So I don't know. Man, I can't did, answer that one. <laughs> right now, Gary, the way it looks, he does not need to be on the football field at all. You know what? I, will, I, mean, I, I do have an answer for your question. You know what it is? You can't recruit. You're at Miami. There's no reason in the world to be recruiting kids that are project kids to the degree that Sonny Odagwu is a project kid. And and he's a kid that they're trying to take. He's a big kid. He he looks like a million dollars. He's a, he's a great athletic frame-looking kid. Um, but Miami shouldn't have to go down that road in recruiting. You know, th- this program should be a, a little bit more advanced than that. You know, you don't – you know, I, I could see mid, mid-level Division One teams, you know, taking chances on a kid like that and trying to develop an offensive lineman from scratch – in my opinion, 
Miami should be able to, to do better than that in recruiting. And maybe that's where the problem began. Definitely. Who, whoever is evaluating our, our players, I mean, they're not getting it done right now. I mean, I was, I was kind of looking at it, and I hate to keep going back to, to this, man, but, you know, when we jumped all over Florida State and we were all over them, man, Florida State was in shell shock. The only person on that defense, well, maybe two people. I'll give you two and maybe a possible like the spades. But I can tell you, the, the the people that stood out on that Florida State defense that said, hold up, enough of this BS is Ramsey, Northrop, and a little bit of Goldman and that other guy. But Ramsey was like, man, enough of this. We don't have anybody on our defense like that that once things started going bad, to say, hey, enough of this, we're going to stop this right now and start laying at and putting people down. Man, we just sit there and take it. Denzel's the closest thing. And, he, and, I mean, he's, got, and he's got two more games left. I mean, I'm going to tell you, Gary, I know you gave us a warning, and you told us that, you know, we were going to be losing a whole lot. And I remember calling in earlier in the year, and – we were being optimistic about potentially what could be next year, but it doesn't look very good right now because I'm going to tell you, I know Jenkins is going to come back from this injury, but whoever that was out there at safety when that guy made that one-handed catch, he wasn't even in the picture till the guy was in the end zone. If I'm the Al safety Golden, didn't even come in the picture. If I'm Al Golden, I don't even – I. Don't worry about that bowl game for five seconds. I don't care if I got to prepare for that game with three or four coaches. Um, have to go out and start right now. Identify the best guys out there that you can bring into this thing, and and you need to move quickly because the guys that are good are going to be in demand, and everyone's going to be going after them. And time is of the essence. I think his entire coaching career is on the line based on what he does, not just at Miami. But what he's going to do in the years to come is on the line. And I like Al Golden a lot, and I want to see him succeed. Um, he knew he was making a mistake after that bowl game last year when he didn't do what we're talking about. Um, and if he doesn't do it this year, it's going to be a bigger mistake. He doesn't have the right chemistry there right now. He needs better recruiters. They need to get in the game for better players. And they need to find guys that can take those guys and, and do something with them quickly because the time clock is ticking. And that's why I say if you bring if he does that, you got to be fair to those guys and give them a couple years. Um, but but they need to get to work immediately. Well, let me let me bring up a couple of things, and I'll be real quick. I've been reading in the war room, and they uh, brought up possible bowl matchups. Listen, Gary, if we end up having to play Arkansas, man, it, it would be ugly. They're gonna run that ball right down our throat. And, Arkansas and man, is is one of the best teams in the country right now. Nobody real, nobody has any clue about because they're playing in the SEC West against juggernauts every week. They are big time on the improve at Arkansas. I I, I definitely don't want to play them, and that just to say that hurts me as a Hurricane fan to have to say that. I don't want to play anybody that's going to line up and run it down our throat because we don't match up good with people who do that, and it's going to get ugly. But I, I just, you know, that right there, you know, and on the, my second thing is, is just I don't know 
I'm, I, I, I stand kind of in the middle because I think Al Golden is a very nice guy, but I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that loyalty, and I think maybe the reason why he didn't do all of that last year was because really he didn't have any intentions of staying. I mean, we all know the deal fell through at Penn State. Otherwise, he wouldn't even be here now. But be that as it may right now, everybody's pointing the finger at him, and he's going to have to step up. It's time for him to put his big boy pants on. Uh, I don't agree with what you just said. He could have made changes after the Penn State thing went south. He he could have still made changes. But if you you think you're going somewhere else. Here's why he didn't make changes last year. He felt like he owed it to those guys to give them a chance to come back and do a better job this year with a better team. That's why he didn't make changes. That's why he didn't do it. But but yeah, but he miscalculated because it, it's just what they're doing and 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 the the whole mix is not good enough. He was overly optimistic about what could happen, and probably was detached from reality. You know, and <laughs> you know, it, it, it sounds seriously. It sounds like you're you know we're sitting here playing Monday morning quarterback and and, and you know and being assholes. But but no, I mean. There was never an indication that the mix that was in place right now was ever going to work, and there was never any wow. reason to believe. There was never. Did uh, have you ever seen a reason in 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 four years to believe that that things were going to be good enough to well, to win an ACC title? Well, that's that's what I said last week prior to the Florida State game when I called. I said, "Well, hey, I can't trust them because I I'm, I can't base it." off of anything that we've done in the past because we haven't beat anybody. He hasn't shown me no that question. he can adjust in a game. I mean, so for him for them to say they were all in on Florida State, why wouldn't you all in on Louisville, on Nebraska, on Georgia Tech, heaven forbid, even on Virginia? Yeah. I mean, and you're supposed to be all in on all of them. You know, I mean, you know, and, and trust me, Liz, you know, you guys are like my brothers from other mothers, man. It's like there's nothing I want to do more than come on this show and go on the website one morning and say, you know, guys, you can feel good. Everything's great. Well, I mean, I, there's nothing I want to do more. I mean, I'll tell you right now, you look at that basketball program, guys, <laughs> you know, that that's a that, – everything's great. <laughs> you know, you yeah. have nothing to worry about with the basketball program. <laughs> you know, guys, they, you know, they, they have their act together, okay? Um, and to get to that bar, he can't stay status quo, 
Okay, so if he chooses to stay status quo, I can't even begin to imagine that Blake James isn't going to walk into his office and say, Al, you can't stay status quo. And you know what? If, and if Blake doesn't see it, um, then Blake's deficient. But I'm, I happen to be a big fan of what Blake's doing as an athletic director. I think he's doing a pretty darn good job, and I think he's got really good ideas, and I think he's looking to move this program forward every single day and the things that he's doing. And I'll be real surprised if Al Golden doesn't himself. I think Al Golden gets the chance himself to say, I'm going to make some moves. But if he chooses not to, I really find it hard to believe that Blake James doesn't enter the equation there and get into that conversation. Because the one thing we can't allow to happen at the University of Miami right now is to everything come back in 2015 status quo with no attempt whatsoever to improve the situation. Okay, that's I the way totally I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, just to uh, finish up on the last thing that you were saying with the other caller, I think if he does go out and make the necessary changes – if the coaches that he brings in are coaches, number one, that can recruit the top players, number two, develop the players, and they're able to be good game day coaches, then by far it's a total upgrade, and that would be enough for me to say, okay, give them more time. Well, you, at that point, you guys need to support them, seriously. I mean, enough. Definitely. You know, I mean, you got everything that you guys are saying right now, and and posting and everything else and and you and you know if you're on the boards every day as at Kane Sport we've been giving you guys a lot of latitude. I mean, you got guys on there like you know you got a, you got a couple goofball guys on there that are on there literally 24 hours a day um, with negative posts and things like that. But you can't argue with what they're saying. They are not wrong, right. okay? And some exactly. people don't like what they're saying, and some people are pissed, and they say you know hey you guys should ban this one and ban that one. And all that, I'm tired of his BS and all that. These guys, how do you ban them? They're not wrong, okay? They're they're a little right. out of control at times. They don't need to post it 50 <laughs> times a day. It doesn't have to be beaten over everybody's head in every single thread. You know, it doesn't have to turn into the same thing, okay? They're way over the top, no argument. But they're not wrong. I mean, how do you argue with those guys? And you know, but 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 if they make the moves and they make this thing better. You know, you guys collectively need to support them and and give them a better environment to work under. You got to, you got to, because I'm gonna tell you, Gary, I'm on that war room and I'm I'm reading and I'm checking out everything everybody's saying. That war room is hot, man. <laughs> that war room is hot. So I totally agree with you, but it just shows the passion that the Hurricanes fans have, and I I can just say for me personally. It's hard to watch because I'm sitting there hollering and yelling at my TV Saturday night. I, I feel for, for Duke Johnson sitting there crying for his teammates, but that's still a game that we need everybody out there trying to give their best. And pretty much right now, Yerby can't give us, you know, to be the bell cow if Duke is not, is on, is not on top of his game. So, I mean, we, we need all hands on deck. On, on on every game that we play in, so I mean we're not in a position where we can't be, you know. And I and I hate that I hate that it's really come down to what you said earlier in the year. And I'm gonna go back and say it. You said we have wasted the Duke Johnson years, and hopefully we don't waste the Brad Kaya years. 
But totally pretty agree. much Saturday, Saturday plus the bowl game is going to be it for Duke, and we have wasted his whole tenure in Miami. They only did one thing for Duke the other night. They did one thing for Duke the other night. They set it up so he can break the record at home. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what they did. That's all they accomplished on that trip yeah. to Virginia. Because everything else was a pure yeah. disaster. Now, let all right, me man, hey, this, Gary. Hey, did, we, did, did we take care of you? Are you let good? me ask you one more thing. Was Virginia's front seven just that good to you compared to Florida State and other people that we played? They're very good. Um, are they better than Florida State? I, you know, I haven't looked at it that deeply. You know, I just all I saw of Virginia this year is what they did the other night against Miami, and Miami just wasn't there to play. Um, I think I think Mario Edwards and Goldman are very good too. Um, who's better, them or the guys on Virginia's D line? I, you know, I, I don't know. I can't. I'd, I'd have to do more homework to be honest with you. Well, I'm, really well, to- I'm gonna finish up with this, and I'm gonna get out. Golden said that Virginia's front seven was the best they faced all year. That may be true, but that offense was not the best offense that we faced all year. And that that was garbage, what I saw the other night. But listen, man, right, keep well, me on hold. Hey. I appreciate the therapy sessions. I'm going to be back next week, you know, and try to hopefully narrow down where this bowl game going to be so I can get there. All right, man. Hey, glad we could help you out. Give us a call again next week. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for therapy. You got it. All right. 646-595-2048 is the number. Um, you know, I don't know. Six people have beaten Virginia this year. That defensive line wasn't too good for them. You know, six losses that team has. So, you know, I don't know. Was it the best that Miami's played this year? Um, I think we'd have to look at a little bit more film, do a little bit more homework. But, uh, I thought the way the offensive line played the other night was, you know, absolutely disgraceful, and I thought they showed very little pride in looking out for Duke Johnson and Brad Kaya. Let's go now to the eight one three, where you're now live on Kings Live. Hey Gary, it's Nick. Hey, what's up, Nick? How you doing Hello? this evening? Yep, that's hey, you. good, buddy. Yeah, listen, Gary, uh, I took some notes the other day on some things Uh-oh. I wanted to talk about. So yeah, so I Gary, thought I'm, uh, hey, know, I'm hey, gonna... I thought I'm the therapist. I'm supposed to be taking notes. Yeah, yeah, no, I I prepare for these calls, Gary. Anyways, um, what I want to talk about, Gary, is, uh, you know, more in depth. Um, I, I think with everything that's gone on at Miami, you know, the mediocrity over the last 10 years, um, it goes deeper than coaching, Gary. And so I, what I want to talk a little bit more about today is uh, infrastructure. You know, the infrastructure to succeed and win national championships again at UM. Um, okay, about a year ago or maybe it's a year and a half now ago now, I remember they came out saying, between seven and ten million dollars, we're going to do a, a full, uh, you know, re-update on everything. So I know they redid the Hex Center, which is that's where our weight room is, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's totally redone. All right, done. Check that off the list. All right, training table. I understand that that's done. Check yep. that off the list. Um, okay, uh, the cold, the permanent cold pools. Are those in yet? No, those are, those will be done probably during the off season. Okay, but, but that's they, coming. They have tubs. They're not losing any games because of cold tubs. Trust me. They, no, got, oh, no, got, and they, I know that. They, they've got yeah, they've got portable tubs that they fill up with ice. The players sit in them. You know, great. They're not concrete and all pretty and all that, but yeah. they're not losing because of cold tubs. No, and I know that. But for me, it's just you know, uh, it's part it's of aesthetic. the infrastructure. It's part of recruiting. Yeah, exactly. In in this day and age, it's what kids want to see. 
So the cold pools are coming. We cross that off the list. If they're going to sit in ice, they want to do it in style. They want, exactly. they want you know, stereo music coming out of the yeah, walls. Yeah, they, yeah. It's not the 80s no more, Gary, and I, I know that. You know, I'm an older guy, but I know that. Um, okay, lights on the practice field. Uh, are those done? I believe they are. Yeah, I think they are. Okay, boom. Check that off the list. Okay, so those are all really good things. So um, is the old saying, you know, everyone's been saying for last years, oh, Miami doesn't have the facilities to win, blah, blah, blah. That's no. That's now a lame duck excuse. We can't totally use that agree. anymore, okay? Totally agree and, with you. Excellent. We're at least now, I mean, I know we're never going to have Alabama facilities or, I don't know, LSU, but you know what? You don't need those facilities to win national championship. You just need to be on par with everyone else and let our other things that we can offer that Alabama and LSU can't offer take us the rest of the way. So, um, now, indoor practice facility, uh, Gary, is Blake James. That's the next thing I understand from what people say, and yourself included, is next on his radar and he's going to be making happen. Is that correct? They have to make it happen. Um, Every team in the ACC is going to have an indoor practice facility within the next year or so. If if they haven't already got one, they're building one. And um, Miami doesn't have a – they don't have a choice. And, you know, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's without question one of the next – high priorities on Blake James' uh, ledger there. Okay, excellent, excellent. And, you know, a lot of people diss on Blake, um, you know, this, that, and the other. Oh, he, you know, he doesn't have the strength to make the tough decisions. One thing I will give Blake is he's the first AD maybe we've ever had that actually is making it a priority to, to get us, on a facility standpoint, where we need to be to compete in this world of college football because, again, it's not the 80s no more. We can't just – you know, throw up a weight room, uh, throw in a coach, and just say, hey, we got the best athletes, we're going to win. And I, I give him credit in that, and he's doing it. So I think some Miami fans need to realize, hey, this guy's, you know, put together a, a plan to get our facilities where they need to be, and he should be commended for that. You know, obviously we want him to do other things. But you know, he, agree, he, he came in, yeah, he came in, he saw how deficient the athletic department had been for so many years in reinvesting in the football program. And he's coming yeah. in, and he and he and he's doing it. He, he's you know he 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 can't do it probably as quickly as he'd like, but he he's addressing all these things. He's get he's finding the money, and he's like you're doing. He's checking things off the checklist and moving moving forward. And uh, you know I think he's done a great job. And you know the thing about Blake, you know you mentioned in comparison to the past athletic directors, Blake's the first athletic director um, that Miami's had. Uh, I get well. I guess Paul D maybe would have fallen into this class, but but Blake was a fan before he became athletic director, and you know Blake was in the program before and left to go um, advance his career up at Maine, and then came back into the program. Um, and he's at Miami because he wants to be at Miami, not because it's a stepping stone to his next move. And he's planning on being here for a long time if the new president will allow him to be. And the best way for him to assure that future is by showing the new president what a great job he's doing as athletic director. And so this is yeah. a guy that's not just sitting there collecting a paycheck. You know, he's looking to move this thing forward and 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 advance it. Yeah, he's got some aggression aggressive to him when it comes to these facilities, and I and I like that. You know, what I mean, and you know, I, I get, you're right. You know, Paul D was definitely a fan too, but um, Paul D, you know, let's be honest, let our facilities deteriorate to a point where 
that we are where we are now. And this is during our heyday, Paul D. was there. So you'd think that during the heyday, when we were raking in the dough from all those big bowl games, that would have been the time that a lot of these facilities would have been addressed. But I don't know. I guess uh fell between the cracks. Um, another quick thing, uh, Gary. Um, uh, artificial turf practice field. Is that done or is that coming? It's done. Okay, but I, it's I'm done. not sure what's going to happen with that because um, – I don't know if that'll become part of the indoor facility or what they're going to do. I mean, um, or how they're going to design the indoor facility. I, I would think it has to go on the real estate where the artificial turf practice field is. And that's you what know. I've heard, Gary. I've heard rumors that that's just the first step part of the indoor facility. Now they got the field. Yeah, they're going to I mean, build the indoor I, facility over it. Well, maybe they build a yeah. Maybe they build a roof over that field. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I'm not really sure what the plan is. I don't know if they even have a plan yet. Um, but yeah. to my eye, that seems like it makes the most sense to to build a roof over that field. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Or, or okay, bubble, Gary. Or, you know, whatever. Now I'll move over um, to a um, uh, second thing on my infrastructure list here. All right, stadium. Okay, upgrades to Sun Life. You know, they're going to be great. You know, we're going to have that ta- the roof for at least the very least, Gary. Now when the, that blimp shows those damn shots. At least they won't be able to see the crowd no more. The blimp will only be able to see the field. So for that, the roof is going to be great because at least they won't be able to show the empty uh, stadium half uh, empty anymore on prime time. Um, the 65,000 seats down from 76 makes it a lot more manageable to fill. And obviously bringing the uh, seats close to the field, you know, that should have been done years ago. But at least now we'll have a better game day experience because at least the fans can, you know, at least uh, see the field instead of being so far back. Um, on the front row. But even with all that said, Gary, we are just a tenant Sunlight Stadium. I think we got like, what, 15 years, somewhere around there left. It's never going to be our home. And I heard you say something last week, and I've also heard some rumblings from some other people, that in the next 15 years, Miami's going to have a football stadium. Um, And I just kind of want to get your take on that, because I think finally Miami, maybe it's Blake James, I don't know, finally realizes the value of having your own stadium, having a home, and what that brings to your program. And I just want to get your take on that. Oh, it, it would bring a lot. And, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's something that they'll try to make happen. I think the most realistic possible site would be Tropical Park. Um, mm-hmm. But but I, but I could definitely see Blake James turning his attention to trying to raise the money to do that um, after he gets everything else finished. Exactly. I know he and believes in the, park, in, the, in the topic. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's what I mean. He believes in it. He sees the worth in it, which is all we can ask as Canes fans. And Tropical Park has always been my, where you know, on the blogs and all that's what I've always put forth. It's what everyone puts forth. It's it's right near campus. It's right near the freeway. It's perfect, you know. And there's a lot of other things you can do there along with that, you know, to have the big high school games there and all kinds of stuff that it can be a real multiple-use thing and bring a lot to that community out there in Westchester. Um, plenty of parking. And, plenty, plenty of room for oh, parking. Oh, Gary. It, Gary, perfect, man. That's why guys like, uh, I can't remember, was that Alonzo Highsmith a couple years ago started that, um, you remember that, like, uh, like fun go, like, where you signed your signature, you know, like a signature drive um, yep. to, to say, we need to stay in proper, I think it was Alonzo Highsmith. Everyone says it. The land is there. It's waiting. Yeah. It will be a tremendous I mean, I use for Westchester. You'd have to do you know, that whole community, things. Gary. You'd, 
you'd probably have to build some exit ramps off the Palmetto Expressway and things like that, leading directly into the park and stuff. But it's definitely those are minor things, right? Those are minor things. Yep. Couple of exit ramps, you know, make it happen. Um, Sun Life Stadium. There's a reason why they call it No Life Stadium because there's just no life there, and it just isn't. Um, okay, but moving on from I don't that, know. There, um, I'm there glad was some life there for the Florida State game. Well, <laughs> absolutely, there was life there for that game, Gary. But were you there for uh, uh, the Cincinnati game? I mean, yeah, no, you I, know, it's I, like it's the same old thing. We've been talking about this for 30 years. I know us fans. We come out for the big ones. Some don't come out for the little ones. That, that's Miami, and it was the same at the Orange Bowl. I'm not complaining about that, but at least the Orange Bowl felt like home. Gary, Sunlight Stadium doesn't feel like home, really. Um, I don't know if it feels different for you, but that's how it feels for me. Um, so with that being said, glad to see here that's going on. And then, Gary, I want to touch on what a caller, you said to a caller, I think it was the last caller to call it before. I like Al Golden, okay? He's done some good things. Okay, he's recruited very well under the under the uh, cloud. I mean, that was devastating, and we had what we were averaging around top fifteen classes. That's pretty dang good. Could he have recruited better? Absolutely. But you know, when everyone's saying you're going to get the death penalty, a lot of these kids are thinking, "Well, I don't want to go there because what if they do?" So he did a good job there. I think he's done a good job with the strength and conditioning. Um, you know, the kids are eating breakfast. The kids are lifting weights. They're getting stronger. They're getting faster. Um, I think some things need to be readdressed with Swayze, in my opinion, even though I'll probably get blasted from this by everyone else because the former Canes all love him. I, I think maybe it's time for a change there. I think Swayze's been here a long time. I think it's time for something. I think it's time for some new ideas. But nonetheless, Al's done a good job with strength and conditioning. Um, there's some things he hasn't done a good job with. Um, like you said, he should have let go of a lot of position coaches after the bowl game against Louisville. But I'll tell you this much, Gary. If at the end of the season he makes the changes that need to happen, and, you know, I'll highlight a few. I think Paul Williams needs to go. I don't think he recruits well enough, and I don't think that there's a connection between him and the kids here in South Florida, um, and I think that plays into recruiting. Um, Jethro, I don't think he recruits well enough, and I also think there's a disconnection between him and these kids down here because these Cali kids ain't coming, Gary. Uh, Houston and um, uh, Green, they're not coming. They're staying at UCLA or USC. So I don't care how well Jethro recruits California. That's not our life, okay? And then I'll get – there's a few other uh, uh, guys that I think need to go. But if Al does those moves, I absolutely support him. I want him to succeed. And I think those are the moves he needs to succeed. My only well, again, fear and reservation that's what I was is, saying Gary, earlier. I, I agree. Is I'm afraid he won't do it. Now, maybe I'm just being a skeptic. Maybe I'm letting last year influence how I feel right now. I'm afraid he won't do it, and I just pray to God that if he doesn't want to do it, that Blake steps in and says, Al, like you just said earlier, Gary, status quo can't stay. we got to do something different. And I just want to get your take on that. Totally agree with everything you said. You know, I can't, I can't say with any certainty what, what's going to happen. Um, you know, I don't have any idea right now. You know, if if I if I had a if I was at, at the window in Vegas and I had to make a bet, it would be that Al Golden himself will make a decision to make some changes. Um, yeah. Because I, you know, that's the respect I have for how sharp of a guy he is, and I think it mm-hmm. is kind of beating it is kind of beating him over the head right now. Um, mm-hmm. But but I don't know. You know, I can't really predict what's going to happen. But you know, I I do think that if he doesn't, I do think Blake James will have that conversation. Well, I think Blake will too. And then but last Blake thing, Gary, and then um, 
Blake doesn't want to have to have that conversation because that's no, not his management he doesn't, style. Because that's not his job. That's, that's not, not his, his style. Right, exactly. Oh, that's exactly not his how style. he looks at. Yeah. His, his yeah. attitude is, you know, I, I'm in charge of the head coach. The head coach is in charge of his program. And it should be like that. So Al shouldn't put him in that position. Al should make that decision, even though it's going to be maybe I, tough. I, I said that I know two months ago. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then last thing, Gary, and then I'm going to get out of here. Um, uh, a few, this is just some – maybe this is recruiting propaganda, um, but I just want to hear it from you because I know if anyone, you know, what you say I can trust. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, maybe three, maybe four, Tim Reynolds put out a tweet that South Florida commit coming that's going to break Twitter. You know, total, bullshit. Um, total bullshit. He should be ashamed of himself. He's an attention hog. He was just trying to get people to look at him. He had no idea what he was saying. He, he would admit that to you privately. He, just, just purely sending out a tweet to get people to look at him and say, look at me. And they're looking at him. That guy's a, yeah. You know, if you do something like total that, bullshit. I thought there's supposed to be a professionalism within that it's field, bullshit. Gary, right? It, but trust me, it was total bullshit. It, total bullshit. I agree. You know, and right, I well, I can't stand people that use Twitter like that for self promotion and play with people's heads like that and play games yeah. with the fans. Well, you know, why are you playing games yeah. with the fans? You know. Yeah, that guy. Total, you know what? If that's true. Well, you know what? I believe you tell me it's true. It's true. That guy's a jerk. Then. Um, total, and then that's totally it, Gary. I'm gonna get out. Huh? Too many Go people ahead. out there that just wanna you know get off on the number of Twitter followers they have. And you know what? Yeah. A guy like that puts something like that out. He might pick up 500 Twitter followers. You know, and then he, and then he, then he, you know, then they feel like, "Ooh, I'm big stuff, bunch of baloney." Okay, you don't play with people like that. There was zero a funny story, that Gary, that there was going to be another commitment. Zero. Okay, and we talked yeah. to everybody. There was zero evidence that there was going to be another commitment that night. Well, you know, of course, from what we all, when he says South Florida player, of course, all of us diehards, who are we thinking? You know, Ridley. And, you know, Son, Son Burgess Becker. That's immediately – so, of course, we get our hopes up because, you know, these guys are studs. And, you know, that, like I said, that guy's a jerk. Here's the funny story, Gary. I don't even have a Twitter, okay? I don't have a Facebook. I don't have none of that crap. Right. I see – yeah, I see the thing. You know, I, I go on the Herald, the Eye on the U, and, you know, they have a little thing on the side with the tweet. That tweet comes up. So then, of course, I open it, and now I'm following – I have this little browser open on my iPhone – for like a couple of weeks because I'm following everything this guy's thinking, thinking this is going to happen. And that just goes that's to show you why, right there, and I don't even think That's why have these to. guys do that stuff. That's why they do it. There's no accountability. They don't care. They just care about how many, the number of Twitter followers they have because it makes them yeah. look important. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Well, yeah, Gary, hey, I thanks don't. for having me on, man, and a uh, great show, and I'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Hey, yeah, same to you. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, Later. 646. Five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go now to the eight four five. You're now live on Kingport Live. Yeah, Gary, how you doing, Greg? Hey, what's up, Greg? How you doing this week? Good. Um, I just wanted to uh, give some advice to the Miami football program. Do not, under any circumstance, accept the bid to the Pinstripe Bowl. Do you, do you remember when they went to the Sun Bowl a few years ago and saw yeah, what's, snow? Yeah, but what's wrong with the pinstripe bowl? It's in New York City, man. You, get, you, you take kids. I, I'm, I'm from can... New York City. Listen to me. Yeah, it's but these kids aren't. It's going to be 20 degrees. 
I assure you that eighty percent of the kids on the Miami team have never seen New York City. Do you think they want to play in that weather? I think that would be a great bowl game for them to go to, and I understand it might be cold for the game and all that. But you get to play a bowl game in Yankee Stadium and spend a week in New York City and see the sights and 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 go to all the iconic places that you've heard about your whole life, and I think it would be a great consolation prize for those kids. Well, okay, I disagree, but okay. Just got to dress for on game day. That's all. All right, next point. Al Golden is currently 28 and 20 as our coach. Randy Shannon is 28 and 23 for his career here. Why does he deserve another year? Well, he has 10, don't, it's on the message board. He has 10 draftable players, as they announced on the game the other night. 10 NFL guys that are going to be drafted. Or potentially. How are going to do uh, next year? Who's going to replace our well, three biggest weapons? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have yes, to replace I think they're going to be okay on offense. I think they've got enough enough guys coming back and enough new talent coming in. They're going to be okay on offense. Um, you know, I think defense, you're going to have, you know, the issues that are existing this year are going to be magnified because you're not going to have Denzel Perriman to erase mistakes. You no, know? I, I think defensive tackle. Uh, is still going to be a huge problem. Defensive end now should be better with Muhammad coming back and Chad Thomas a, a, a year older. And if he could maybe bring some new ideas to the table and stuff, you know, maybe you can get some decent performance as the defensive ends. I think the linebackers are going to be um, problematic. Uh, we'll see what happens with at safety with uh, Rayshon Jenkins coming back to be paired with uh, Deion Bush. If those two could stay healthy for an entire year. You've got some potential at safety. Um, I think the corners this year have, have been relatively solid. You're, lo- you're losing guns. You're going to have to replace them. Um, but Art Burns will be back, and Cornell will be back. And, uh, Antonio Crawford, I think, has played some really good football this year. Um, hopefully Tracy Howard can uh, make a bigger contribution next year. So, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, um, you know, I don't know how you can make the argument that it's going to be better next year than it is this year based on what's there right now. Um, but you do still have recruiting this year. Let's see what happens. Uh, I, speaking of recruiting, I, I was speaking to someone in the know down there saying he thinks Jaquan Johnson may start for them next year. Is that a possibility? Uh, it's tough for a freshman coming in to start, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's a possibility. You're playing with, you're playing with a walk-on at safety this year. Right. So he's gonna, he'll, he'll compete with Jenkins and Bush, um, probably at safety. I'm guessing. And, um, I would think those two would be the first, in the, you know, to start. But if he's better than them, right? Well, uh, do you think the um, Bush is going to be the leader of defense next year? I'm not ready to say that. Well, who, who's, who's the best player on defense coming back next year? I don't think we know that yet. <laughs> I can't. I don't well, think that question can be. That question can't be answered right now. Well, I believe. I mean, Deion Bush Deion got, Bush got hurt. hurt. He got hurt in that Florida State game, and when he went out, we started to crumble at the end. Well, you know, he's always hurt. Number one. 
Um, yes, he's had a few decent moments this year at times, but I, I mean, are you seeing it consistently week after week, play after play? Not if you're being well, honest. Well, the only one I've seen it from is Perryman, so I'm glad right. Grace, Grace has some good moments. Grace has taken a nice step forward this year. Is he ready to be an every-down linebacker and, and be a difference maker? I'm not ready to make that prediction at this point either, but he is he, he's taken a big step forward, and a lot of the credit for that goes to Mark D'Onofrio and the way that he has used him. I uh, got one last point. Whoever recruited that kid, Sonny, should automatically be fired. He's, he's a really nice kid. Oh, that's great. There's a million nice kids out there. We need I football know. players. Well, Do you the, know the who problem. recruited him? Well, the, the problem is he's a project, and I don't think that Miami should be recruiting projects like that at this point. Can't afford well, to. Didn't he just lose another recruit today? Uh, this black offensive lineman, Christian. Did they lose him today? Is he still yeah. a recruit? Um, I saw him uh, 247 Sports. He's not on the list there, there, anymore. There was a rumor going around on Twitter, but I will tell you this. They are looking to upgrade the class, okay? And, and, well, and, if you, and you know, I don't want to – I'm not going to say too much negative right now, you know, because you know, we have firm evidence that he's going to be one that drops off. But there's going to be a few kids still. There have already been a couple that have dropped off, and there's going to be a couple more. Um, they need to get better personnel in this program, okay? And, you know, you look at that class right now, it's full of three-star players. Um, some, maybe you could make an argument, aren't um, evaluated to the degree that maybe some people think they should be and might say, oh, he should be a four-star instead of a three-star or whatever. I mean – I know one thing. Most of the guys that I've seen make an impact in these games this year, opponents, um, and you can even talk go Hurricanes with people like Duke Johnson, are five-star players and four-star players. And, you know, this program needs to get better talent in the program, and I think you're going to see a couple of those three-star guys that are in the class right now replaced by higher-rated players. Well, I hope you're right. Can you keep me on hold, please? Thank you got it. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, let's go now to the um, the two four zero. You're now live on King Sport Live, and hey, I, I apologize to the last caller. I think I just hit the wrong button and uh, disconnected you, but you can call back in and, and stay. All right, we'll go out now to the two four zero. You're now live on King Sport Live. What's up, Gary? This is uh, D Black. Hey, what's up, D Black? How you doing this week? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm only I'm only good because. Tomorrow I get to fill my belly. Not good because of uh, what happened on the field last Saturday night. I tell you that for sure. Well, but um, that, that's what this show's for, therapy, man. Exactly. So you know, I jotted down a few things, and I'm just gonna run through them real fast. Um, and then I'm gonna answer your question that you've been asking everybody about about you know, if, uh, Golden gets rid of some people and brings some other people in. I I answer that as well. Um, first, mental toughness. A lot of times, mental toughness comes from your coaches. Sometimes, you know, your team takes on the personality of its coach, coaches, as we must say. 
So I'm just going to leave that one there. I'm going to leave that one at that, and you can probably answer that later on. The scheme. Well, let me just let me just answer it now. I think it's I think it's a, it's a joint thing. I think it starts with the coaches, but I think the athletes have to be receptive to the coaching. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes, Gary, you you know what? And sometimes, as an athlete, if you're listening to a coach and you know that he doesn't part of my friends, he doesn't know shit that he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Sometimes you lose faith in that coach. When you know he doesn't know what he's doing, when he's not ready to be a coach at this level, at this school, with this tradition. Sometimes, you know, players, sometimes sometimes people don't give the players enough credit and about their football IQ. Because let's be real, we're, they're in South Florida, and some, let's say, like the DBs. Some of their high school DB coaches are probably, are probably better than Paul Williams. I mean that's just being honest. That's just this is being honest. But he's everybody's. Everybody beats up on him. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, he's not the only one. <laughs> um, <laughs> the scheme, the scheme, it, it changes. The, the defensive scheme, it changes too much. It changes too much from week to week. Stay aggressive. Continue to do what you did against North Carolina and Duke and Virginia Tech or whatever. Just stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. Last last Saturday we like we played we played too much zone. We didn't we didn't press press as much as we put that much pressure on as we did the past few weeks. Even against Florida State, it was aggressive. And once again, the defensive line made to me a bump quarterback look like he was a two-time, three-time All-American. The D line, no pass, no pass moves, no, no counter moves to get to the passer. They've never had pass big, moves. Why would they exactly, start having them now? Exactly. So that's my point. It goes back. To coaching, it goes to Jeff Franklin. Like I've always said, got to get rid of him. Get him out. Get look. Get him out. Give him a look. Give him some money on the way out. We appreciate you, but it's time for you to go because you can't recruit either. So you got to bounce. Now, what did I say? Oh, we're playing too many players, Gary, on both sides of the ball. We're playing too many players. And I know you said that before. My oh, I've been saying that take, for three years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, wait, yeah. I agree. Go to go to your best fifteen. You know, go to best 15. 11 on the field, you rotate four players. You know, go to best 15 and, let, you know, let's, let's go make it happen. And if you got a sub, maybe 16, sub, okay, but go with your best 15. Yeah, if, you need, if somebody need, needs a blow for a player to, fine. Exactly. But, but this mass substitution and guys that don't yeah. belong on the field being <laughs> out there and, impact, you know, come on. I mean, it, it's <laughs> killing. It, it, it's, it's, it's ruining the Al Golden's coaching career. It, it's killing us, Gary. It's killing us. Two weeks in a row we get, we get, we get uh, a field goal blocked, extra point blocked. I mean, come on, man. I mean, we look like a match. Why, why does Sonny Adagu have to come in to block for field goals? Why? Exactly. Why, why does he? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why does he? You know, we look like a we look like a a, a run in the mill team right now, and maybe that's what we are. We are what you recognize. Bring it. Even even if if everything's equal, you're bringing a guy in off the bench, totally cold. Yep. To to play a what what really is a critical role. Exactly. Um. Another thing. I'm not gonna say I dislike Al Golden, but I'm gonna say I don't like him as much as I did when he first got here. He has to win that back. He has to win that trust back with me. So I, I I bring that up to bring my point. Al Golden with the Penn State. He played for Joe Pa. So I say that to say 
he's playing against Miami, and he knows what Miami was about. So he yeah, but it's different. Oh, no, 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 exactly. That's what I'm saying. He was anti-Miami. So now when you get here, you know the tradition from being from the outside as a player, and you know what worked because you had to go up against those defenses. You have to go up against that. Yeah, but that doesn't Why mean not? you really understand what it takes to get it done. Exactly. But my thing is, why change it? Why? That's like, Gary, you're a journalist. You, you're not going to try to reinvent the wheel and be like, yeah, I came up with a new style of journalism. No. Now, you may tweak it and do, you know, do something that fits you to, to you know, make you a, a better journalist. Cool. But you're not trying to reinvent the whole thing and reinvent the wheel. Let's not reinvent the wheel in Miami, Al. Let, let, let's stay true to form. You know, your, your five pillars of success, that's all good. That's all great. You're the CEO. But if CEO knows how to keep a great company running, look at Acra. Look at Lexus. You know why they're good? Because they don't change. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel with their cars. BMW. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're going to keep it the same. And we may tweak the body. We may tweak the inside a little bit. But guess what? When you open up that hood, it's that same engine. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, and that's what he's doing. You're trying to reinvent the wheel down there. You, 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 you're what, what, much, what do you mean by reinvent the wheel? What's he doing to reinvent the wheel? Uh, okay, one, he, he's trying to uh, – he's taking what, what, what we were successful with, aggressive 4-3 style – you know, uh, where our D-tackles were predicated on speed and quickness. Our D-tackles are fast right, and l- slow. L- let me just ask a question, and, I, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, just to play a little devil's advocate a little bit. When okay. was Miami last successful with the attacking 4-3 style defense? When? <laughs> Jerry, uh, let's see. When? Seriously. Uh, I'm going to tell you. Well, actually, we were, we were still pretty successful when um, Larry Coker's last year. Jay, LSU, how, long, how long ago was that? How long ago? Gary, look, Gary, man. Wait, come on, work with me here. Gary, look, I'm already depressed. Work with me. It was over okay? 10 years ago. I'm not, I'm was, not saying was, you're uh, wrong, okay? I'm not saying you're wrong. What I'm trying to really tell you is we don't know if you're right or wrong, but work with me. All right, how long yeah. ago was it? That was 10 years was ago, right? Yeah, 10 years ago, Gary. How much in those 10 years, okay, and let's be honest, how much in those ten years have offenses in college football changed? Oh, in the they last change, 10 years? They, they, they change every day, every they, year, Gary. Okay, so I don't think we know that there's this gold standard for defenses that schematically that is the absolute end all to be all. Now, let's be honest: the personnel, with all respects to the ten guys with, with that have draft grades and like five of them being on defense or whatever. Uh-huh. The personnel uh-huh. on this defense is not up to snuff, and I don't care what anybody says. You could throw out any stats, top fifteen, you know. Yeah, that's, that's all bull crap. <laughs> that's all bull crap. Okay, and I love you know our boy on the board, CD Wright, and all his propaganda and all that other nonsense. Please, okay. The bottom line is, are you winning games and you're not? And so, and mm-hmm. you lose five games, what you're doing is not good enough. But anyway, so in my mind, nothing's right. I don't think the scheme's right. I don't think the personnel's right. I think they need new ideas. They need to start from scratch on the defensive side of the football. Okay. All right, let me ask you, let me ask you this question. Wait, just so you understand my point to you, I think offenses have changed 
quite a bit in the last 10 years. And I don't think anybody, any one of us or anybody can sit there and say with absolute definity that the 4-3 attacking style of defense is what's been successful for Miami because it hasn't been successful for Miami in a decade. Nothing has. Yeah, it hasn't. But that's, but that's due to coaching and it's due to recruiting. Okay, but – but they were running the four three two attacking style defense, and that wasn't successful either. Yeah, I mean, well, honestly, Randy Shannon's defense were pretty good, even when he was the head coach. They were okay. You fired they, him. They were okay. You fired yeah, him. They fired him. They, they, yeah, he fired Tim Walker because he was three, terrible. <laughs> he went through three defensive coordinators in four years. But, but guess what? Guess what, Gary? We could both agree. We could both agree on this. He he got rid of them because he saw they wasn't getting the job done, right? Bill Young, his wife made him go back. Yeah, yeah, Bill Bill Young was good. He got rid of Walton, yes. Yeah, so Randy Randy did get rid of them. And and he would have gotten rid of Lovett if he hadn't got fired. Exactly, and and I I was about to say that. I remember you you saying that if he wouldn't have got fired, there was going to be some other changes that he was going to make. So you all right. I mean, you know, I I, I I agree with you on that. I do. I, I feel where you're coming from about the offenses changing, and we don't know. But at the end of the day, you know, like Chad, like let's say Chad Thomas. To me, I think he's too big. He 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 lacks that that first step quickness. His fast twitch fibers are not being. I don't think he's too on. big. I I think he's too nice. I don't think he's mean enough. I think he needs to get some anger in his game. And uh, uh my next point. The uniform, I'm like the, the uniforms. The uniforms is it's a personal choice. It, look, us being us having five losses didn't have nothing to do with us wearing orange helmets and, and smoke jerseys. Personally, I like it. I personally, I love the uniforms. It's a little, it's something different. Well, that's now, what I, that's what I said a, earlier. It's a personal taste. Exactly. Now, if we want to have a retro uniform, a retro uniform added, that would be good too. You know what I'm saying? When we can go back a retro style. Just that's that's fine too, but every like you said, the offensive changes. You gotta understand the children that you're recruiting. They like that stuff. They like that stuff because it catches the eye. You know, all that stuff catches the eye. And to me, they look good. So I like them. I like the uniforms. You know, hey, enough said on that. I like them. But um, another thing, ripping the program. How some of the foul we the fans, how we rip the program. Well, it's justified, some of it. Some of it isn't, some of it is. Some of it is justified because we love this program, you know. A lot of us have been loving this program before before some of these players even picked up a football. So we, we love the program, and we want to see them do well. We're not ripping the players because we know they're going out there, for the most part, giving it they are. So we're not ripping the players. We appreciate the players and what they do and how they got to grind. Especially me, because I'm a former I'm a former college football player, so I know, so I appreciate what they're doing. What I don't like, what I don't like, is that it's almost like they're not giving a leg to stand on because of the sub, the substandard coaching that they're receiving. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like we we sit, me and you, Gary, we sitting down, we 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 we, we playing spades, and me and you, me and you are partners. And we in a tournament. We know we're going to win it. But all of a sudden, they change the deck on us and not give us a pinochle deck to play cards. We look at each other like, how, how, you expecting us, how you expecting us to win 
but you're giving us a pinochle deck. And that's how I feel the players are right now when Coach Golden didn't make no changes. It's like you set them up. It's like you set them up. And, and, I, and I feel sorry. I feel sorry for those 10 draftable players. I do. I, I, really, feel, I really feel sorry for those 10 draftable players. Um, and then one more thing. The guy said, you know, about Duke, he feels sorry for Duke. I feel sorry for Duke, too. I love Duke. I feel sorry for him. But he's not the first running back that went through sanctions. Edwin James went through the same thing. And then he left after his junior year after they won the NPC Bowl against NC State. So, I mean, Duke could be gone, but we always had good running backs. Well, it was Edwin, then it was Portis. Portis, McGahee. McGahee, Gore. You know what I'm saying? Gore, James Jack, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Jerry's James. Cooper, now Duke. Then we got the others coming in. I just feel bad for I just feel bad for Duke because he was given the well he wasn't given the pinochle deck because James Coley I respect him I, I I like him I do but now to answer your question uh, Gary about what you've been asking everybody this evening if he makes bona fide changes and like you said if he goes out there and get the best coach his money can buy I would give him the benefit of the doubt I would lay off of him and give that staff. Yeah, give that staff ample time and see what they can do. Because if they do yeah, what are you gonna, they, I'm uh, laughing at these guys on message boards and stuff. It's like, what, you're going to go hire uh, two or three new coaches and say, okay, better get 10 wins your first year or you're going to be unemployed. Yeah, right. Like someone's going to come and, and move to their family to Miami, Florida to work for six months. I mean, come on, man. I mean, people are going to yeah, use some common sense. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just ridiculous. But my thing is, if they're good at what they do, and when, if it happens, and I know you would let us know, and the bios would be up, and we could go to the bios and we could see what they've done at their other universities or their other jobs they've been at. We're like, man, oh, man, he was coaching there. Oh, he developed him. All right, cool. And then when you see the product and you see a turnaround, you're like, oh, okay, they're playing a little different. They're playing a little better. They're playing a little this. Then, yeah, you got to be like, okay, things are on the upswing. Do, you know, then Al Golden has to feel good about himself. It's going to be some tough decisions, but guess what? When you're the CEO of a company, you've got to make tough decisions. It, just, it has to be. If you want your company to flourish, if you want Miami to be Toyota, Lexus again, if you want us to be the, the Lexus of college football again, then you have to make those decisions. Yeah, this isn't Tiddlywinks. Yeah, this because we were, we're, you know, we were the Lexus of college football. Everybody, everybody took from us. They, they copied our style, just like everybody copied from Lexus and BMW. That's what we were. That's not what we are now. We, we, you know, we like Ford. <laughs> we Ford now. All right, hey, let me. Um, we we got some other appointments here, so let me. Um, let me let yeah, some other people Jerry, in, keep... in in for some therapy. <laughs> Keep you on hold. I will. I'll try not to interrupt you next Wednesday. You got it, man. Next Wednesday night. You got it. And and for those of you that didn't hear earlier, um, Kane Sport Live next week will also be on Wednesday night because we're keeping everybody free to go to the ACC Big Ten Challenge at the Buck, um, Illinois, coming in and play the Hurricanes. All right, let's go out to the five one zero. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Say how you doing? This is O Town Kane calling from California. Hey, I love down the list. 
I wrote down a list of things when you started your presentation this evening in Deep Black. Actually, two of them was on my list. Uh, one of the things... Everybody, everybody's got a list I, tonight. Well, I mean, that's cause not, you said, that's not cause good. Because <laughs> well, no, it is good because at least you get it off your chest. And let me just start off by saying, when I saw the game the other night, my wife asked me to leave and go in the den and turn the TV on because I'm hollering at the TV. Is it driving me crazy? But I have not ever seen a college football team look over at the sidelines and damn near run the clock out numerous times in the course of the game. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? But that's another thing. Let's talk about. Let's check with me, offense. They they get the I mean, defense. I, what they do is they get the defense to commit what they're going to do, and then they look to the sideline. Do I run that play or do I or do I switch? That, that's all. That oh, is. that's fine. But if you start off with twenty three seconds and you down to four, that's twenty wasted seconds to me. I'm sorry. I play ball. I understand that part. Let's get back to the three things on my list. Everybody keeps talking about the the defensive. What's the defensive line coach? What's the guy's name? Um, Franklin. Franklin. First of all, Franklin is running the defense that D'Onofrio wants in terms of what he wants the defensive players to do. If you go back and look at the the tapes of all of those guys in J.C. and even in high school, when they played, they were much more effective than how they're being played here, number one. Number two, the reason – Denzel made 15 tackles. What the defensive line is doing, they just holding up the block. They're not – this defense is not designed for you to attack. And it's like they're the front line and the, and the linebackers are designed to make the plays. And so I'm not saying – and then early on in the year, correct me if I'm wrong, and it's, it was last year as well, if the players did something that was not told to them – uh, Golden would get on the on the uh, morning shows and said they were undisciplined. Okay, and you know, and I play ball undisciplined. I mean, you're not doing what I'm telling you to do. And so, but I think number one, if he doesn't get a defensive coordinator that comes from an attack mode, look at every one of the football teams that's in the top 25. All of them pretty much have an attack defense. They're not playing a passive defense. Number one. Number two, I mean, Ed Orjohn from the SC, and, and I think he had some ties to, uh, to Miami as well. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I thought the guy was pretty good. I didn't think he was a great head coach at, in Mississippi. But uh, and the other thing, and D. Black brought up something very important when he said Golden should know the history of Miami. And I think sometimes I think Golden's ego get in the way of a lot of different things. And I- – I don't if know that know, that's true. But I, yeah, I've never, let, 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 I've never looked at Al okay. Golden as a big, as a big ego guy. No, 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 no. You don't have to be an outwardly ego individual to be egotistic. I'm not saying egotistical, but a huge ego, because that's basically saying I'm going against what someone thinks is better than what I'm thinking. Okay. Now, if he goes back and D. Black brought up, he I thought he I thought he hit the nail on the head. If you go back and look at what made Miami successful. Miami was successful because they had attacking defenses. Ever since Golden has been here, we have not had that. And let's look at the facts. Every time we played an aggressive style of defense, the team was more effective. Number two with that, somebody made reference about the players from the game the other night. 
sometimes, you know, I, I don't like Notre Dame, but I give Kelly credit. Even if he's wrong, he'll get out there and fight for the team. I don't see that with Golden. I'm sorry. I don't see that. And so if – and you take your tempo from your coach. I'm sorry you say, well, you know, the players got to pick all that. Guess what? These kids play South Florida football, and you don't get too much tougher in any other parts of the country than South Florida. So they used to good competition. Okay? Yeah, it wasn't sorry, a tough you, team out there the other night, that's for sure. No, 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 no. They weren't tough. I mean, but it was – and I don't go with that whole thing that you're flat from the game before. I, I don't buy it in that. Our coaches never let us get into that kind of mindset, Well, number one. No, I think it's a natural thing, but I think it's up to the coaches to get you out of that before you get to the game. Well, Whatever okay. it takes, you know. What you got okay, to throw okay. flat Anyone who's listening – Whatever. You do what you got to do. Anyone who's listening to the show right now – online, every time Al Golden comes on to a program and he speaks and talk about the past game, you could take the game two years ago from three years ago to two weeks ago, and it's the same kind of delivery, the same kind of verbiage, okay? That's all I'm saying. Now, everybody everybody has a style, and and you can't knock that, but you have to look at results. I'm willing to give Golden another year. But I definitely think he needs to allow his defensive coordinator, and he needs a new defensive coordinator. And with that new defensive coordinator, maybe he has some some people that could be, that can work with him, that can replace some of the, the, the parts on the car that need to be repaired. Okay? Yep. But I don't think that if he goes into next season with D'Onofrio doing what he's doing, he's going to get both of them hired. Plain and simple, okay? And the sad part about it, and you say we're not getting those type of athletes, look at the look at what's happened in the last six to seven years. The kids ain't coming here because guess what? They see the results. They keep up with this stuff more than the adults. This is part of what these kids, this is the next step a lot of these kids lives in terms of what they're going to do professionally, okay? And then they got to have the plan B. I'm sorry. It's, um, it's very frustrating for me, and um, but you know, um, but you're hanging in there. I would. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I grew up in Florida. Okay, I was just down there. My mom just turned eighty-seven. I was just down there in August. Although I live in California, that don't mean anything. I bleed orange and green. One of the problems that I'm having, and you don't have the people coming to the stadium. Is because guess what? They don't. They want to see a product. They don't want to see a, a paint by number set. Okay, they want to see a Picasso. And it's very unfortunate. I think every one of those kids that they have on this team now could actually play and do the things that everybody wants to do. But I think that this they're controlled in terms of how they do it. And when you made the comment about, I haven't heard any of the players say anything about. Al Golden, I mean that's that's suicidal when you when no, you. I, I haven't heard players him. saying they don't like Al Golden. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some. No, no, no. That, and they're not uh, going to. You know, if, if you not, went right now and talked to say Tracy Howard, I'm sure he's not you know president of the fan club when he only gets on the field and plays a game. And he and he was well, a five star. But, but guess, you know, he's, but man, guess I'm what? If I'm, if I'm a scholarship you know, player, 
if I'm a scholarship player, I would be very foolish to go and cut off the opportunity that I've been blessed to be in because I'm not happy with the system. You try to make the best of a situation. And the unfortunate part about it is if they brought in an aggressive defensive coordinator, I would I think you would see ten games like you saw when they played Florida State. But guess what? The talent is there. You know, you can't take quarter horses and make them Clydesdales. I'm sorry. It's fair to a degree. This should have this should have been a ten win team this year. When, as soon as Brad Kaya showed up as good as he was and, and okay. has been, this should have been a 10-win team. Okay, and I'm just going to say this because I know that, I, I mean, I'm hanging out here in California waiting on people to call for the last hour, so I don't want to hold anybody up. Yeah, but well, one yeah, other I, thing, if you look at, if you look at, when you look at the offensive line play and the defensive line play, I'm not sure what T.O. is teaching the guys or what Franklin is teaching guys. We seem like we are the receiver of the hits opposed to the, the, the deliverer of those. They hits. were the other night. That's for darn sure. They were on and, and Saturday. That's... You still with us? I lost. No, you're I'm there. I'm you. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. all I'm saying is that until we become aggressive and, you know, and, and like I say, go back and look at all of the times that we have played and been assertive. We have been totally different. You could even see the energy that the players are exhibiting on the field. Okay? I mean, you can't, those things are undeniable. And, you know, I mean, when I look at this team, it's almost like they're bipolar. <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're going to get from week to week. Yeah, but true. at least and, – and then my question is, if you recognize that these things are not working, why are we not making those adjustments to – at least turn us back into the direction to win the game. I'm sorry. You can't. And, I, and someone said earlier, we saw a playing zone, and I'm like, what the hell are we doing? But at any rate, I want other people to get on and talk, but uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to give him another year. Yep. But unless if, he changes D'Onofrio, and, and if he makes changes, to. you, you got to give him two. Seriously. You can't, no, no, you no, can't no. expect, hey, guess what? You can't expect coaches have, to come in here into that kind of environment. I'm sorry. I don't have a problem. Seriously. I don't have. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm with you. The offense is going to work itself out. Defensive is about the scheme and the schematic situation that you put your players in. That's the easy part. You put them in the right position. I think we have the athletes to do what needs to be done. I'm really serious. We got yeah. some. They redshirted a ton of guys who may have some pretty good talent. And and you know we just lost another kid today, the kid from that's that they said on one of the sites today that he was going to be signing with Louisville, the big offensive lineman. Yeah, there's there's some word of that. Um, we're still trying to confirm that, but um, the the one thing you have got to understand is that they're they're dropping some kids. They, they okay, need to okay, upgrade. Okay, they, they need to upgrade the talent in the program, and you're going to see okay. a, few, a few more drop out off that commit list before you get into too deep into recruiting here in December and January. Okay. Okay, and right. last question, since you started off talking about basketball, you know Butler beat North Carolina tonight. Do they really? Wow. Yeah, they beat him in the in the in, uh, Palmas, I think. So, so All that right. helps. Thank, okay. thank, thank you. Now. Thank you for that report. Yeah, thanks for being part of the show, and uh, give us a call again. All right, 646-595-2048. We are closing in here on hour number three of Therapy Night on Kane Sport Live, and uh, – Next appointment is from the 614. 
where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? Hey, Gary. It's BG Kane from Ohio. How are you? What's up, BG? How you doing? Good. Hey, Gary. I was the one that called last week regarding we were talking about how the University of Miami is its own worst enemy and how Florida was being more proactive when it comes to football. And I think you kind of agreed with me. Um, I've run out of patience without Golden. I'm tired of it. Um, I totally disagree with you that he needs an extra two years. Well, no, no, um, here's what gonna... I'm saying. I'm, no, no, well, let me clarify. <laughs> what I'm saying is if he makes changes and he brings in some new guys and some new ideas to try to get this thing right, I don't think it's fair to say you've got one season here to get this thing done or everybody's out the door. I mean, how can you hire quality? What quality coach is going to come work in that kind of environment? I think it's totally fair, and I'll tell you why. The University of Southern California had no problem firing Lane Kiffin in his fourth year, in the middle of his fourth year, even considering that they were losing 30 or 40 actual scholarships. We were under the quote-unquote cloud. Okay. okay, but USC but wait, had no problem. No, no, no. Now, Gary, no, I'm sorry. I'm gonna let you, I, I'm gonna have let to you interrupt continue. you. Wait a minute. I, I'm going to let you continue. Wait a minute. But let me just make one point. I don't think that was the plan going into the, that year. Yes, they ended up firing him, but I don't think there was a there was a cloud going into the season where if they didn't win X number of games or something, everybody was getting fired. That was the result, but I don't think that was the plan. Go ahead, continue. They were proactive. Pat Hayden is a, a knowledgeable AD. It remains to be seen whether he's good or not. I, I'm sorry, Gary. You do not have six years anymore, not in major college football. I think we've been patient as a fan base for far too long. I think this attitude of letting things go is getting us deeper and deeper in a hole. USC was proactive. You can make an argument whether – we'll see what Steve Sarkeesian does – but let me tell you something. Steve Sarkeesian led a nationally ranked team into that UCLA game. UCLA was a better team that night, and UCLA is actually a really good team this year. But I am tired of it. That's it, man. I mean, seriously. I, and, and, and with all due respect, Gary, I don't understand. Your logic is a little disjointed because you do say that, uh, that gold needs – uh, another year, but I've heard a lot of criticism about Golden that would get him fired anywhere else at a major university about how we do not have a good enough defense. What, because And, you know, you're talking about him bringing project-type players and how project-type players shouldn't be here, and I agree totally, but we've been hiring project-type coaches for the past 10 or 11 years. We've been hiring assistants no head coaching experience, and we hired a head coach in the MAC who, did, who couldn't even win his own conference. So, I mean, it trickles down. We've been hot, you know, I mean, we've been hiring. That, Hasn't worked out very good, it, right? Yeah, no, it's not. I don't understand. And, 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 tell, and, and let me let you, I mean, seriously, Gary, where we are right now as an athletic department, if, if, if you're, I guess I, it, it looks to me like if the football team wins between seven and nine games, but keeps their noses clean and it's scandal free, to me, it, I mean, this administration accepts that, right? This no, one right here, right now. 
No. Oh, I don't. Oh, no, no, no. no. You're, you're no, wrong, Gary. There's no acceptance. No, there's no. You're wrong, Gary. We're giving, we're, nobody we're, is yeah. happy with where things are right now. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. There's nobody no, happy about where things are right now. Nobody. With you, not with Donna Shalala, Gary. Not Blake James. You think Donna Shalala's happy seeing her football program with five losses? Are you kidding me? Do you think Blake James is happy? No, they're not. Why are we giving this guy a fifth year? Why are we giving this guy a fifth year when USC uh, uh, craps on Lane Kiffin, who for as much of a jerk as that guy is, they're being fair. They hired him. Oh God, they're being fair. Come on, Lane Kiffin, for as much of a jerk as that guy is, and I'll be the first to admit it. That guy had at least some coaching, college and football coaching pedigree. They got, hey. That guy got fired in the middle of the year at USC. I'm would telling you right now. Four losses, and they moved on. There? If he had stayed as coach at USC, would they have more than would they have more than four losses right now? Where I did don't that know, get Gary? Them? Where did that fire I, I, I don't in the season get USC? Last you know time what? I checked, they got him they to a national ranking this get, year. Didn't they get blown out? They last got him to a national ranking. Please, they got blown out last national ranking, Gary. Come on. Where's our national ranking? What is our come national on. ranking, Gary? Oh, no, they're just come on, another four-loss team. No, they're not. That mid-season, no, they're that mid-season not. firing got them no plays. Gary, got them look, no plays. USC is pro proactive. Florida is proactive. We're going to give this guy another five years, and based on your argument, if he does a thing or two changes, which is long overdue, which is a response, because this guy doesn't even want to be here. I right, pick a defensive coordinator. Here. Wait, time out. Pick a defensive coordinator that you would like to see hired. Pick pick a guy. Yeah. If you could hire <laughs> Mike, anybody Mike. in the country, who would you hire? Oh uh, wow. Okay. Uh, let me think. I, I mean, you gotta give you gotta give me a minute on that. I mean, like, but uh, I don't care. Uh, okay, let's get a million right, dollar guy. Smart. Let's pick Kirby okay. Smart, Alabama. Is that good let's, enough? Let's get. Let, okay, yeah, fine. Kirby Smart. All right, Kirby Smart, Alabama. I'm gonna go try to steal Kirby Smart. Who's making okay. over a million dollars a year at Alabama? I'm gonna go try to steal him from Nick Saban, the way Nick Saban stole Mario Cristobal from me. Oh, hey Kirby, hi, like- this is Al Golden down at Miami. How would you like to move to the 305 and be my defensive coordinator? Listen, we've got nine months to get this thing fixed, or else we're all getting fired. Why don't you? I'm sure. I'm sure Kirby Kirby's Smart's not moving to Miami to play with hey, Al Golden. But that's my point. Are you kidding Who me? Is? Nobody's coming here for Al Golden. Coming here Nobody is coming to, here for to, Al to Golden. Save, to, to save this program, knowing that if they don't win 10 games next year, they're going to get fired. Gary, Kirby Smart is not going to coach under Al Golden. Kirby You're not Smart hiring is anybody. a million. You're not Kirby hiring Smart anybody is a million times better than Al Golden. Okay, Kirby bro, here's Smart can run circles around Al Golden. You're not hiring any top-level guy that you're not giving a two-year contract at least to, okay? I'm telling you that right Gary, now. And, and if you're going to pay him, you might as well give him a chance to, to succeed. You think this Gary, team think is ready-made next year? Gary, do you think you're the only person that knows that Al Golden wanted to go to Penn State? You think Al Golden does not want to be here. He does not want to be here, okay? He's well, taking he the money. Now, when he gets a Penn State job, but I think he well, wanted no, no, no. a Penn State job. We're right, look, you're going him here. I, yeah, we know that. We know he wanted to go to Penn State. But here's my point. Okay. You're not fixing this program and hiring people that can help you fix it without making a commitment to them. Okay? And you're not just going to hire all the coaches and give them two-year deals 
and then fire the whole place in nine months, okay? If if you're going to give Al Golden the benefit of the doubt, which they clearly are going to most likely do, and they're going to let him come back, and he is astute enough to go out and improve his organization the way he needs to, and he makes hires that look like they are extremely good hires with extremely competent people. All I am saying is you have to give those people a chance to have the impact on the program that you're bringing them in to have. And I'm saying that if you guys think, if you or anybody else thinks, that this program, as it's going to exist on January 15th, when Duke Johnson, Denzel Perriman, and Philip Dorsett, and all these guys leave this program. If you think that program that's going to be sitting there in the middle of January is ready to go win the ACC and compete for the national title next year, you're deceiving yourselves, okay? There's a lot Jim of work Laranaga to be done here. There's Jim a lot Laranaga of work did to be it. done, man. There's a lot Jim of work. Laranaga did it. Jim Laranaga Jim Laranaga inherited did it. those guys, man. He inherited those guys. They were hey, here. Look at him now. He, look at him now. He he's, he's, he's phenomenal. He, he's going to be He's yeah, phenomenal. Come on, Gary. You, I would you, trade, you, seriously. You would, you would trade him for any coach in the country. No argument. But here's what Jim I'm Laranaga saying. Jim Laranaga came from mid-major, man. He came from a mid-major, and he's doing well. He's shocking, he's and, and he's overachieving. you got to admit, the University of Miami's underachieving. you got to admit that. They're we totally are, underachieving. Totally then why do we have to settle for this guy for another year or two? Come on, Gary. We're because underachieving. You made, you You're hired him. You made a commitment to him. You, he's, you know, whether anybody out here thinks it had an impact or not, the world thinks that the Nevin Shapiro mess had a major impact on the University of Miami program. And if you throw out on the street, he's gotten $10 million of the University of Miami money. He's got $10 million of our money, and he's, and he's doing crap. He's got listen six wins. He's got six wins. A couple wins, things. A, all right, wait a minute. How does the school look if they throw him out on the street? That's number one. And number two, no you got a new, no you got a new president. You got a new president coming in this summer. Okay. Now, no would you agree? Would you agree that the football coach is probably the most important hire at the university? I mean, unless you're second like a mo- second most, the president's the most important. Second well, that's, most. No, that's, no, but that's what I mean under the president. So, it, it, unless you're like an academic freak and you want to start putting deans ahead and the head of the med school and all that, great, that's fine. But from a public perception, the football coach is the most important hire at a university. you got a new president coming in this summer. you think Donna Shalala in her last four months is going to fire Al Golden, totally destroy the University of Miami's reputation in the coaching fraternity where they're going to look at You're that not. and they're going to say, they're gonna say, you are wrong, okay? They will – the coaches did out there – you're wrong. Did SC ruin their reputation when they when they fired yeah, Lane Kiffin in the yeah, middle they, of the year? Yeah, they, no, they, yeah, they kind of did. No, they did. Yeah, they did. No. And, they, and they had to go back to Sarkeesian, who had already been there before, and they had a relationship with Pat Hayden. And so far, it hasn't gotten them anywhere. And you can could, you could talk about your ranking and everything else. They're 7-4. and four. They're going no place, okay? They're going no Whatever, place back. It got, firing him in the middle I, of the season got them no place. Okay, so I'm just telling Gary, you, it, it would spoil Gary, them with the coaches out there, okay? Fire they, Al they, Golden right now. It will spoil the University of Miami with the coaches out there. That's number one. Number two, you got a new president coming in in four or five months. Donna Shalala is not going to make the biggest hire at the university and tell the new president that this is your head football coach for the next five years. Not going to happen. So, All right, hey, thank so you we're, so much we're for keeping, the show. Anything else? Oh, that's ridiculous. You're ridiculous, man. No, no, uh, we're keeping Al no, Golden. No, 
We're we're keeping Al Golden for non-football reasons. We're keeping him for non-football reasons. We're well, keeping look, him because we feel obligated. We're if keeping he doesn't him because make changes, you know, and, and everybody else knows that next year is going to be it. Okay, he he has to make some major moves with this program. Why didn't he if do he, it last, last year, man? Why didn't he do it last he, year? Because he was trying to be loyal to his guys, and he made a mistake. He made a mistake. How long do we have to be patient with people's mistakes? Well, uh, making two, two and a half million a year, man. No, you're you're not you're not wrong in that regard. Half million. And and yeah, you're yeah, right. He should have done man. it last year. He should have done it. Okay, but he didn't. He made a mistake. Now he needs to correct that mistake quickly. But I'm saying, if you're going to bring quality guys in, you got to give them a chance to make the impact. Okay, hey, thank you so much for being part of the show. You made some great points. I love I love the debate. Yeah. All right, Jordan right, Stallings going to Florida State. We'll see. All right, man. All right. Just call again next week. All right, bye bye. Whoa. All right, let me take. You guys got to give me, you know, one second here. I got to take a deep breath. Why would I spend the rest of my days unhappy? Why would I spend the rest of this year alone? Oh, he's alone, all right. When I can go therapy. When I can go therapy. When I can go therapy two times a day. Move on. Let's go to the 904, where you are now live on Cape Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? How you doing? Oh man, that that took a that, that call took a lot out of me, man. That was that was that was the call of the year. Right I heard there. it. I oh heard it. God. I heard it all, man. And man on, it's like, uh, I've been online for an hour and forty-five minutes waiting to talk with you to get my therapy. Oh my God, man! But people don't. I'm understand. gonna give you, you some good stuff, though. Oh, all right, go ahead. I'm a I'm a Swiss gears, man. I'm gonna let you rest for a minute. I got a couple right, of statements. Ahead. You got it. Yeah, I got I got to take a drink of water. So go ahead. You got the you, floor. You do it. I got. Hey, I took some notes. I prepared for this call. <laughs> I think you've heard that. I think you've heard that previously. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. That'll well, show me... you I've been listening for a while, right? Let me, right, let me lean enough. back. Let me take a swing no, of my Heineken. No, just sit back and relax. All right, so first off, yeah, I want to say, AG deserves your five and six, in my opinion. And if you don't agree, posters on the war room, look at our roster. Just look at our roster, full of no names and red shirts. Our first string has first string talent that we call talent, that we equate to everybody else's abilities, but is first-string talent. We have nobody past first-string, period. Second-string wins championships. Third-strings win dynasties. We have first-string talent, and nobody past that, period. In that discussion right there, look at our, look at our roster. Look at our tight ends specifically. If anybody challenges me, look at our tight end roster specifically. We have three names that you know. Everybody else, you don't. You you know one basketball name. Past that, you know four no names. Moving on. Ties and uniforms, they have nothing to do with our record. So just get rid of that. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's great. You have a preference, but that, that has nothing to do with anything. I, I, I just, 
I'm I'm perplexed. Our defense looks great one moment, another hmm. versus Virginia, uh, Georgia Tech. I'll give you Nebraska. I can't even explain how we couldn't stop the run. Georgia Tech, how we couldn't stop the first option of the of the triple option. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't have any explanation first, for that. The first quarter of Florida State in comparison to the last three quarters. I mean, you can go on and on. Right. Whoa, 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 Florida State, we're not going to bring that up, Gary. We're not going to bring that up. And not my call, we're not going to bring that up. Because <laughs> we don't have we don't have a Ramsey. We don't have a Ramsey. We don't have that guy. We don't have that guy. Nope. You can say what you will, but we don't have that guy. And totally we don't agree. Have the defensive I, I mean, other we don't than have Denzel. That, other than Denzel, have, no, 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 and, and, and no. he can't. Denzel is not a Ramsey. I, that's we what I just have. Even he yeah. can't impact the game the way Ramsey. I agree. Exactly, exactly. We don't have a Ramsey. That guy was put in position by a specific defensive mind that knew what his capabilities were to impact the game as it was. Yep. And he did as such. And, and every play, and he the, did. Every, Putting him in a place where he can do that every play, and he did. He shot. Guy was he everywhere. Shot like a diamond. He was everywhere. He, every every. Yeah. He was rushing the passer. He was in the as, flat. He was in as safety. hard as we tried. We tried to move around him, man. You cannot. You cannot call Coley out for trying what he did against what they were doing. He tried. We tried they, deep they, shots. They went the to the zone. He ran the ball. We tried deep shots. We tried yeah. deep shots. Stacy Coley, the one guy from Nebraska on your on your board, the one guy from Nebraska, he was a true bled horn a uh, corn husker, and he straight up said, "I enjoyed Miami. The strippers are great. The South Beach is great. Stacy Coley is wide open." It's, yeah, he was wide open. There was a couple of times we had the opportunity we missed. That was it. Yeah, I did make those plays. Nothing on the coaches. It was the players we missed. Freshman quarterback, what can you do? Lots of promise. Man, I took so many notes. Are you, you got a pencil? I'm I'm listening. All right, I here got, we go. go ahead. Go All right, on. so first question that I, that I think you can probably sum up real quick. How is Armbrister a non-redshirt senior? Can you can you just sum that one up real quick? Because right. King Sport Hurricane Sport says he had right. no activity, all, except for the practice squad in his in his freshman year. I would love to see this man as a redshirt senior on our team, but he's Fair not enough. listed as such. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, everyone's playing as freshmen up until this year. This is the first year they redsh- they did redshirt a few guys this year, but up until this year, everyone's played. I haven't seen this on your board yet. As how is arm blister? And I would not have said this last year at all because arm arm blister was not on my high side. But he has a now. Moving forward, chocolate. What's his position? Six two, two fifty, two forty. What 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 what's his position moving forward? Don't know. Don't know either. What, I don't what, think I, mean, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's his running at running back with with the talent they nah. have coming in. Nah, you you can't throw him at running back at six two two fifty. There's no chance, and there's no way. I'm sorry, skilled as a man may be, it's not at running back. Um, defense, so. we need all the help we can get. Can we teach him how to tackle? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't can't, know. Can't, can't, 
Can't answer that one yet. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. All right. All right. Next. So Coach Barrow, <laughs> help, help me out. Coach Barrow. Yeah. Well, was he disgruntled when he left? I, I know his mother is the main no. excuse and no. a me- reason, guy, et cetera. No, that guy is a, has the integrity of uh, No, was he disgruntled, Gary? Was he disgruntled? I wouldn't call him yeah. disgruntled. I, I think that he had concerns. I, I, th- I think he wasn't really happy with how things were going on defense. Um, but he's a team player, uh, and I, I don't. I and, would not use the word disgruntled. And no, I don't think he left for that reason. Okay. I think he really. End he of story. Left, he legitimately left left to go talk to his mom, and I, I communicated with him as recently as a few weeks ago, and he told me his mom's doing better, but he absolutely could not have made. He couldn't have made any different decision. That's what he told me. You got it. And, 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 and I trust that guy to the max. I don't think he's lying. He's it, not bullshit. Indeed. And, I, and, and as I do him, I do you. So if he's not disgruntled on his, on his departure, I agree. No problem. But I'm, I was curious about that. If he was upset, that leaves a room of doubt, you know? Hmm. Anyways, moving forward. Uh, so... <laughs> Linebacker position. I called you before, Big Al from Jacksonville. I called you before, and I said linebacker position. Is this our next big, you know, big issue? <sighs> absent figs, absent blue. I see this as as our our ultimatum almost on defense. And, and I do actually think Coach D has – and you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, but I think he has a resume for for a reason for a raise. He has developed this defense in so many aspects to actually show that he's improved with what he has, absent some of the people, some of the biggest people leaving him. So I, I'm just trying to figure out where the linebacker position is. Are we? I, I don't steps? like. I don't like where it is. You know, I think Darian Owens has the potential to be a decent player. Um, I think Jermaine Grace has taken some big steps forward this year. I'm not sure he can be an every single down guy, um, uh, particularly against running teams. Um, I think Rafael Kirby is average. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Jawan Young. We got to see what happens. You know, I don't really have an opinion there yet. Um, Will we not use a, a arm brister? If he could come back as a red shirt senior, no, he's he not, not coming back. He's done. Armbrister's done. He's gone. He's done after this year. Because he didn't get a red shirt for some odd reason. No, no, but he's a senior. He's played four years. He's he's done. Because he didn't get that red shirt, that we're not really Correct. sure why. You you only have four years to play. He's played four. He's done. So we'll oh. see. You know, I mean, I I think they need a little bit more at linebacker. I think they need to find one or two guys in recruiting that can help them next year. Um, I'd like to see them find a JUCO linebacker. Here in the next month or two, and you know, Do you think I think Young looking, is the answer. I I think it's way too premature to assume. You know, he hasn't done anything. Right. You know, so we'll see. Are right, you have, any, uh, you have anything else on that? Anything else on that list? Yeah, yeah, Hurry I up. do. Shoot uh, him out. So I want to get some other so people on. Him, Shoot him out. I I know. I waited an hour and forty five minutes, bro. Uh, defensive stats, just to let everybody know. Keep in mind, defensive stats also include offensive production on third downs. It's a huge, important stat. Time of possession makes a difference on defensive stats. Uh, curious what your uh, – I'll leave you with two thoughts. 
what's your uh, percentage on uh, DC coordinator change? And what's your uh, percentage on uh, Duke Johnson stays? Because I think Flowers comes with him to, regardless of uh, his decision. I see a very small chance that Duke Johnson or Flowers stay. I, I think they're both going to go out. Um, cha- coaching changes in general, I think there will be some. Um, will they include Mark D'Onofrio? Um, I wouldn't make a prediction either way there. You wouldn't make a percentage either way? 50, 50, 40, 60? Just because I have no idea what he's going to do. I mean, I think he that's needs all. a total fresh start on defense. And and that's nothing against Mark D'Onofrio. I love Mark D'Onofrio. He's, he, you know, keep in mind, I, we, keep in mind we a, pay for your opinion. So I'm asking well, I'm you for you, your percentage. What's your thought? I, I, I like the guy. I, I respect the relationship they have. I have no idea what he's going to do. Opinion. I hate my manager at work, but she ain't leaving. <laughs> no, no, my opinion, is, and I've said this for weeks, really going back to last year, is they need a complete fresh start on defense. But that doesn't mean Al Golden's not calling me for advice, I don't think. If he does, I'll tell him. I'll say, Al, I think you need a complete fresh start on, you know, what you got going on there. You know? Um, I don't see how they don't make changes. I don't see how there's not changes. That's my gut. I don't see how how there could possibly not be changes. I would say 100%. I don't think that's 90, 98%. I mean, I don't see any chance of those guys coming back. Nor should they. Well, Flowers, maybe you might be able to make an argument, depending on where he's projected. Because I think he he should be a first-round draft pick. And if they're not putting him in the first round now, he needs to come back because that's that's a lot of money. Duke Johnson has nothing to gain by coming back. He needs to go. Hey, hey, thank you for the call. Um, I appreciate it, Gary. Thanks thanks a lot for having me, and uh, go Canes. Yes, sir. Give us a call again next week. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's move on now to the 850. You're live on Sport Live. Hey, how you doing, Gary? Doing good, doing good. Man, you got last guy. He he was killing me. Just about everything he had to say was like pretty much the exact opposite thought that I had. I got to go back to your original point or your question you asked earlier in the night about how golden. I got to go no because that loyalty that he showed last year to those coaches to give them one more year, that was the first year in your two-part plan. You get one more year. And then you ask the guy. How do you hire how do you go out and hire quality guys and tell them, hey, we have one year to get this right? You, Nobody's going to well, come do that. Well, now that you're saying that, and if that's the case, I mean, that's logical. I can't I can't argue against that, you know. I mean, I mean you're, if that's you're going to you do, do that, you might as well replace them now. I mean, just start all over again. That's the thing. I don't that, – that's it. Now I don't even want them to replace anybody. I hope we come back status quo because I personally, as a lifelong Kane fan, have lost all faith in them. And I asked you last week, short of winning the national championship next year, does the fan base actually turn around and start liking this guy again? And the answer is no. I don't care if you bring in Narduzzi. That's who everybody wants anyways. Well, quick question. Um, James Coley, offensive coordinator, right? He's, mm-hmm. This is finishing his second season. If you look at his performance, recruiting and coaching in combination, bringing in Brad Kaya, developing Brad this year, the way that they've moved the ball in most games and had success. Do you feel relatively comfortable with James Coley? Like on an A to F scale, I'd say a B. 
I mean, okay. he has shown improvement, but also I've also seen from him that he can't manage the short game. We are a boom or bust team. If we don't get a 50-yard reception, we are screwed because we cannot throw a three-yard reception, a four-yard reception. We can't get the the first downs that we need to keep drives going and keep the defense off the field, which is atrocious anyways. And now we got D'Onofrio up for the uh, Broyles Award? What the hell, dude? I mean, what, what's going on? What am I missing there? You know, I mean, that that's that's insane. That's like for the best assistant coach in the country. Mark yeah, I don't D'Onofrio know. Is up I, I don't that. know how. I don't know. I, I don't even want to comment on that. I have no idea how that happened. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who nominates. I don't, I don't know who nominates it. I don't know, but. I mean, I'll I know tell you what, that's all the footing out Golden needs to say, I'm not changing my defensive staff. I'm going to be, remain loyal to these guys. Like how you keep saying you think there's at least going to be a couple changes. Man, I don't even see it going now. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, if I'm I if mean, I'm saying who deserves awards this year, I'm probably, you know, God, until the other night I would have said Arquijo, number one. Um, yeah, he's done a he's done a great job until the other that that Virginia game was disgraceful. I mean, that was yeah. that was the LSU game all over for me again, where I was like, man, I might not ever watch a Miami game again. You know, I, <laughs> I probably would put I probably would put Coley number two. Um, you know, with Kehoe number one, and if I'm making nominations for the Broyles Award this year, I, I don't you know I don't know I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That that's just ridiculous to me. Um the uniform thing, I just gotta make a quick comment on that. Everybody's saying we're not Oregon. Uh sorry guys, if you watched Miami football all through the decades, we were Oregon long before Oregon ever thought about being Oregon. We were the first one to have three different pants, you know, and three different jersey combinations. We didn't have the, the crazy helmets, but that's just the way it's going now. So, you know, suck it up. I mean the old school's over. I agree with the one guy. If you're going to do anything, bring back a retro uniform that really shows our 80s team or something like that, you know. Um, Al Golden, yeah, I don't know. Oh, and you guys, like, talked quite a bit about the the soft zone and what a 4-3 attacking defense versus 3-4. The point that everybody seems to be missing is what are these kids in South Florida, which are our, our fertile recruiting ground, what do they play? growing up that's not three four three south florida does not build three four kids it builds four three kids that do attack they're not used to sitting back i mean if you look at our defensive line for the last four years it's literally an offensive line as soon as this the ball is snapped they stand up they hold the position what the hell is that you know i've never ever in any pro football college football ever seen that until Miami started doing that and no one's followed them they, you know they didn't reinvent the wheel or anything and everybody's like wow that's genius you know <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just I, I don't get that like the South Florida thing our kids are small in stature we don't build big defensive linemen you know that's why the 4-3 is a better fit than the 3-4 fair enough yeah so uh, uniforms right. that uh, hopefully coaches changes. I, I personally I don't want it to happen now. If we're not, if you're going to give them two years afterwards, then I, I can't I can't do well, that. This, I don't know what anybody. I just I just don't see how you say hey we need to bring elite coaches into our program and you go out and try to hire them and say oh you can you you know you you only got one year to get this right. I mean I just don't 
it, it you do that well. with Blake James. Blake James goes there and he says, "You know what? We're not. We're, we don't have a lot of trust in Al Golden right now. We're going to bring you in because you're the next up and coming thing or whatever. And if you guys fail this year, you'll be taking this program over. Don't let Al know. <laughs> you know, but that's no. not going to happen. No. <laughs> so you know, we'll see. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I just. I just don't see how that works. You know, I. I think that you know you you, you got to hire the best people you can hire, and you got to make a commitment, and you know hope it gets better. And if you're not going to do that, and you're not going to give them the two two years to to bring in some new talent, develop it, and get things right, then in my the opinion, the talent is there. The we have the talent. We've it's had really four not, stars littered there. all over our recruiting boards. It's called it's, development, it's really not, man. Honestly, it's really not there. It's there to a degree, but it's not there. It's not ten. Well, well, let me ask you one thing. Because I've heard you say that numerous times, and we'll just base it on our division alone. Have we not dominated since uh, Al Golden's been there in recruiting in the Coastal Division? Have we not been number one every single yeah, year? Absolutely. So we should at least be able to beat our teams. You yeah, know, this, maybe this, Nebraska this can kick our ass. 10, but This should have been a 10-win team this year. Once absolutely. Brad Kaya showed that he was as good as he is, this should have been a 10-win team. But it's not. So Absolutely. At worst, nine and three. And yes. just before, the the last thing I want to ask, because I don't want to be long-winded like everybody else. I mean, that was just ridiculous tonight. But uh, I, I've been hearing a lot about Scarlett. And uh, we all know about Dexter Williams and everything. You know, he's kind of flaky on it or whatever, even though he did post some positive tweets even after the Virginia game. Yeah, but, he uh, uh, Well, you know, there's always that rumor that he, if he – if yeah, the coaching staff – yeah, no doubt, you know, but I mean, it generally in the Al Golden history, it's been pretty, uh, pretty on point when people speculate, you know, so and I've been hearing a lot about Scarlett. He's my main concern that, uh, and even Walton setting up, uh, official visits now and everything is, how's this recruiting uh, the running back class? Cause that was like the strong point. If that falls I think apart, then we're completely screwed. I mean, yeah, I think what are you hearing? I think they're taking trips. I just, you know, I think there's kids who want to go take some trips. I, I, I really, I've seen no signs from any of those three running backs that they might defect. Now, you know, maybe one does, but right now we've seen no signs of it. I, I can live with one, <laughs> but if two, and you only get like say Walton that comes in, and Scarlett goes to FSU, and and Williams goes to UF, which from what I understand, his family is the biggest UF supporters in the world. They. I guess he doesn't have a committable offer. They they, they don't trust the uh, coaching situation, but he scares me. He's from the Orlando area too, you know. And then we'll see if, if, okay, they, but, if they if they if they lose him, they'll survive. You don't want right, to lose right. Scarlett. You don't want to lose Walton. Not not at all. Well, not at all. Williams especially with Duke more, Williams or Duke Johnson yeah. leaving. Williams is more of a specialist, and you can recruit kids like that all day. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, and have a right. uh, good Thanksgiving. I appreciate it, and talk to you next Wednesday. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048. We got 30 minutes of show left. Let's go to the 205. You're now live on King Sport Live. Oh, oh. There he is. What's up, Slaughter? <laughs> What's up, Slaughter? Yeah. What's up, Oh, man. You know, it's been a kind of rough week. Lost my um, lost my uncle yesterday been kind of oh, no. tough, you know. Um, you know, I've been, been having some ups and downs, you know. But, hey, man, um, kind of over the foot, you know, kind of over my UM football right now, as far as, you know, the games and whatnot. I want to talk to my crew 
Um, I think a lot of people sleeping on the receiver from um, from um, Lu- um, Louisiana, the six foot oh, kid. He, I can't remember his name. Terrell Chapman. That he is, he is, he's going to be a big time player. I agree. That 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 kid right there. He's the best recruit on our book. To me personally, that's what I think. He's a yep, game he's changer. A, he's a keeper. He's, he's a good. Game. He's a keeper. LSU. Them. I'm glad they're not overlooking this kid because we 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 got to one if he sticks. And I mean, a lot of these colleges don't understand, man. I was when I was playing, I played college football. You know, um, a lot of kids they just taking these free trips. It's a trip. Well, have you have you ever been on an official visit? You get treated like a king, you know. So why not take four free trips that you probably you know never would be able to go on, you know, without you know without it being free. So I don't look too much into that. Why would Scarlett go to Florida State and they just signed the um. That top running back kid, the big, the big um, running back. I, I don't, I can't remember his name. Um, the big power back that just committed to Florida State a couple of weeks ago. Oh, um, shoot. Let me. I'll look it up for you. Go ahead, keep he talking. Like, he, he like two forty. He about two forty two. I want like two fifty. The big brute. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know who you're talking about. Um, why would he go? Why would Scarlett well, go you, there? I, yeah, well, and, well, Jack, and you Jack know, Johnson's leaving. Jacquez Patrick is committed. He's not yeah, that's important. what I'm talking about, Jacquez Patrick. But but you know he's obviously a, a top shelf running back, um, and they've got I mean, okay. Cook. I understand that, but you know they got Dalvin Cook, they got this kid coming in. Miami's losing Duke Johnson. You're playing for you know you're fighting for for playing time right there. Oh, you're, absolutely. You know, you, you're, the top you're competing from day one, no question. Exactly. So why would you go to Florida State? A lot of people just need to chill out on that. I think Walton will die hard. Um, you know, commit. Um, and the like you said, the Dexter kid, man, you can find you can find a three star guy like Dexter Williams. I would love to have him, but you can find you can replace him. Yeah, but, he's a very good know, player. Uh, there's there's no sign. Good. I don't get me wrong, but you know yeah. you can find you can find a diamond in the rough to do what he, pretty much what he do. He's not going to be an ever down back for us, you know. But no. um, you know, it just um, I heard you speak earlier, you know, about you know it takes if he make major changes. You know, give them two more years. Um, I, you know, this is the first time I probably had to disagree with you, Gary, because I think if you get the right coach, if you, if if I get the right coach in, I think you can turn it around in one year. If you hire a guy like Muschamp or somebody like that that's proven, has good defenses, you know, it can, it it'll be fixed. Because his problem at Florida wasn't his defense; it was his offense. His, his defense has been pretty damn good ever since he's been there. Even that, um, you know, I, you said something last week about the, the um, defense at Texas wasn't pretty good, but they made it to the national title. <laughs> you know, you got to yeah. have good defense to make it to the title game. So I think, you know, I would, I would be, I would, he would gain a little more respect if he made a, a big time hire like that. But he has to do it. You know, if he sticks with, um, if he just make a, a D line change, you know, that's not going to change anything. But like the caller earlier said. The defensive line coach is only doing what the defensive coordinator is telling him to do. I coach, um, I coach high school football. I coach the running backs at Lee High School. I only, I can only do what coach, what what my coach tells me to do. Is this how I want him to do this? This how I want him to do that? I have to do that. If not, he gonna replace me. You see what I'm saying? So he respecting the role that he has. You know, I'm pretty sure if somebody else come in, oh, I want these guys to fight off blocks and, you know, this, that, and the third, he would do that. You can't fault – you really can't fault him for, for, for how the kids are playing to a certain extent because that's what they're being coached to do. That's what the 3-4 wants. If you look at Alabama, Nick Saban off defensive linemen 
does the same thing as UM defense alignment. I'm sorry. Yep. They just blitz a lot more. Name me. You, people don't understand this. Um, Alabama hasn't had a defense alignment with most of the sacks since, guess who? Marcel Darius. And this kid right now, he just he has 28 sacks in, um, in four years in the NFL. That's rare. That's a rare for Alabama um, defense alignment to do that. He was special. Nobody else at Alabama has multiple sacks in a season. It's all about the it's all about the uh, the passive part of his um Donofio defense. I don't I don't want Donofio back, you know. But you know they they going on the Franklin. They they everybody rides Franklin like oh it's Franklin's problem. It's, it's not him. It's not him. It's the system. He's been he's he's doing what the defensive coordinator tells him to do. That's his boss. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So, you know, you can't just make a defensive line change and everything's going to be fixed because the next person brought in, like I said, is going to be told to do that, do the same. Yeah, thing. no, I don't, but, I don't think it's that simple. <laughs> That's why I think they need to start totally from scratch. I I totally exactly. agree with you. This is not you, like you, a quick little thing here. This is a major issue that they have. It's a major issue. Just like, okay, just like with, um, I, I, played, I played at UAB under Watson Brown. Our defense was horrible. He had to make that change. We had Daryl Hackman, we had Roddy White, all those cats. He went and got Wayne Bo. Wayne Bo, Wayne Bo is a pretty good, you know, defensive coordinator for, for you know, for Conference USA. And we went to a bowl game. You know, we started went to a bowl game. Then coach, you know, coach got sick or whatnot, and you know, and things went down here from there. But he made that change. You see what I'm saying? He he, he redid everything. Brought in whole new coaches. That's what you have to do. It's not, just making a position, a position coach change is not going to change anything, and I hope Golden is smart enough to do that because, like I said, I was a I was a, a big supporter of him, but you know it's kind of like man, once you dare cheat on you once or twice, man, you kind of like you know I don't really you know it's kind of hard to gain that trust back. You feel what I'm saying? So I think he you know to save face, he got to do what he needs to do to save his career. Because you know my dad always told me, man, your friends don't put money in your pocket at the end of the day. You know, you've been too loyal. So, you know, but, hey, Gary, man, you know, I don't want to be long. Let these other guys get on, man. And oh, oh, I'll see you next Wednesday. All right, Slaughter. Good yeah. good talk to you again. Put me on hold. Right. Oh, shoot, you're too late. Sorry, man. I hit the button. All right, let's move on to the um, the 773. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, first-time caller. How are you? Hey, welcome to the show. Um, first of all, I think going off of a lot of the points, the biggest thing I think as a fan base that we want to see is Al having the stomach to make the changes. And I think a lot of the fan base would, you know, get his respect back by showing that. Um, and I do agree with you on the two-year um, window that would buy him. However... I think the challenge that they face is that if it does go south quickly, like it did at USC, that you can't guarantee um, the staff that, if that makes sense. Well, you can. I mean, you you can do it contractually, and you know, then you just got to bite the bullet financially. But I, I just personally don't see how you're going to hire quality coaches with this whole, you know, one year you're out noise. I mean, I just think that that's self-defeating. Could completely agree. However, you know, if they're facing a situation where they're you know, three and five on the year, you know, of course, nobody plans it to go like that. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't plan you, that. Yeah. That's, you that's don't different. plan it, but the point is, is that I think one challenge that 
you know, I personally see as, um, you know, as a fan, I don't, we never see or fear or feel any fear that, you know, Al is working with from the administration. It, it, it almost appears that he can do no wrong. And, you know, because he was loyal to the cloud, he can kind of get his way. And, and all we hear from Blake is the vote of confidence. And, and it kind of trickles down to the players. You know, everything that you've said is Al's a nice guy. All these coaches are such nice family guys. Well, nice guys don't always finish first, as we know. And go look at our 80s teams. What were they? They were a bunch of savages. The coaches had some edge to them. And that's where I think a lot of the wind have been taken out of our sales. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he does have five years left on his contract. That's number one. And as for Blake James, I think he should stop commenting on the subject, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't see what he has to gain by saying anything. Well, I think it's more so of a publicity stunt from from the fan base. Um, but going back to that point, you know, with Al, you know, he takes responsibility, which is which is great, you know, for players. But at what point does he start holding them accountable? When we watched Brian Kelly's press conference, he had no problem. He didn't throw Everett Golson under the bus, but he challenged him and says, you know, at this point in time, he knows better. I mean, he was not afraid to publicly say something about his star player, his most important player, where Al always keeps everything so tightly, you know, under his umbrella that the players, you know, they're not, it's almost okay for them to lose. Where it's other coach, coaches like Saban, you see him freaking out on the sideline. Those players don't want to make mistakes. I don't know if you feel if, what you get from being around the program, but that's what we see on our TVs. Yeah, you know, different. Every coach has different styles. I mean, you know, you look at last Saturday night. Uh, I don't think there's any question that that situation and the way those kids were playing uh, warranted some uh, smashed up uh, chalkboards in the locker room or something. You know, I mean, they they just were not into that game. Their heads weren't there. Um, I have to believe that it was like that all week long in practice, and uh, it, they just they weren't into the game. Fair enough. And I have one, one last question for you, and it's maybe just looking at it a little bit differently. You know, I think there was two callers ago. He you know, he said he was scared that uh, he has that feeling that Al's not going to make the changes, and, and I think I'm kind of right there with him. You know, I think looking at our, our, our defense, all the problems are the majority of them, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, they start up front with the front four. And because it's so bad up front – it's putting a lot of strain on pressure on our linebackers and defensive backs, making them look worse than they really are. I mean, is it realistic to think that, you know, by just changing Jethro because of Al's loyalty to his staff, that that bringing in the right guy could really make Paul Williams and, and Hurley Browning, even Mark D'Onofrio, maybe not look as bad as they actually, you know, as, as they're coming across to be? I don't know. I, it doesn't look like a one-man scapegoat solution to me. I mean, I, I think it calls for more than that. I, I think that they just need to wipe the slate clean. Um, I would give Hurley Brown the benefit of the doubt just because he does such a good job in recruiting, um, except I would mm-hmm. let him coach defensive backs where he's more qualified to be the defensive backs coach than he is to be the linebacker coach. But, uh, but I, other, than that, I, other than that, I think that they should wipe the slate clean and bring new ideas and and uh, and a whole new mindset in, and that Al Golden should hire a good enough guy and let him do his job. You know, John, I think the, head coach. 
Jimmy Johnson well, I think he hired good coordinators, and he was a CEO head coach. And Al Golden would be a great CEO head coach. Again, I, I when you every time I listen to your show, usually on the podcast when I'm working out, but I agree he has the CEO qualities. He has that to him, but it's, it's the tough decisions that he has to make, and it's the tough things he has to say. Where Jimmy was didn't come across to be a big softy. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes in is, yes, he's great with the media. He's great for marketing. He's great for, you know, in some cases recruiting. But when the rubber hits the road, when he has to make a tough call or get in somebody's face or call somebody out, he's nowhere to be found. And that's where true CEOs are, are I, defined when, when it's, you know, it's hard, not easy. I'm not sure that's case behind closed doors. I, I think behind closed doors, Al Golden does have that in him. In him. He doesn't do and it publicly. He doesn't undress start. people publicly. He doesn't. He, and that's when, my when, point. Is yeah. We all know that Jimmy would not have a problem, or you know, Nick does not have you know Saban or or, or D'Antonio. All the, the the top guys in the business now, none of them have that nice guy approach with this with the kids that we're working with today. And if you can find me one top coach that takes the owl approach by overprotecting his players. You know, it would be um, you know quite enlightening to hear what they're doing, what else they're doing on top of uh, being Mr. Nice Guy. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. So, All right. You have anything else to, um, this week? No. I mean, I could go on and on, but I've waited for about two hours, so I want to I want to open up some uh, some lines for somebody else. I really appreciate the call. And uh, one one comment. I don't know if you can do this every week in the off season, but it would certainly make our off season a lot quicker if you could have these in the off season as well. Yeah, I don't know if we'll do it every single week, but we'll definitely we'll definitely uh, schedule them in. You know, we'll, we'll, more we'll... is more. The more the merrier, I'll tell you that. So great job, I hear thank you. you. I hear you. Yeah, they, thanks for being part of it. All right, let's go on now to the eight one three. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing, Gary? This is Andre from Tampa. What's up, Andre? What you got this week? Oh, uh, <laughs> look, I've been on. You know. I think the best thing was that I waited, you know, this whole time because I think I had so much fire in me at the beginning, so I calmed down, you know. Um, well, we've covered, you know, you, I mean, well, I, I know I, some I, people I, have been long-winded tonight, but we've covered most of the, I think most of the stuff yeah, that's on people's minds, you know. I, I, everything has been covered. I mean, uh far as, um, you know, Al Golden, um he, he he's a good he's a good coach, but I think right now everything is is on his assistant coaches, and unless he make a, a change, I mean, but I don't think he's gonna make a change. I think he goes look at it and say, well, my defense is number sixteen, uh, but my my thing is, and I want to ask how how long coach how long Golden been a head coach. That's what I want to well, ask. How long have you been? He, he was at Temple, I guess, for five years. Okay. And um, and now he's been at Miami uh, for four, so nine years. So nine years, I'll go and be the head coach. Yeah. And you telling me that he don't have? I mean, being a coach, I mean, even at Temple, he don't have the structure of like, okay, I know what's coming up, I know what to do, I know what changes to make. It seems like his game plan is already set before he goes in the game. Everything is already set. That's their thing. Well, my that's game everybody. plan is already set. 
and it seemed like when the, if, if another team said, well, we figure out what Miami is doing, we go, we're going to make these changes, it's over with. He cannot change the game plan. They're not doing a good yeah. enough job at adjusting back when other teams adjust. Exactly. You know, so they come out with a game plan, have... and, and the game plans have been pretty darn good this year, and, you know, in most games. And then when the other team adjusts, they're not good, doing a good enough job of adjusting back. And and that's my big – why should we have a coach that cannot change or have knowledge of changing the game? I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying everything is on Golden, but Golden should be – he's been in that position where he was been an assistant coach. They had to come to him and say, well, man, we need some changes. Uh, what can you do? I'm just saying – Al Golden been a coach long enough, even a head coach, to sit there longer than a lot of these head coaches are now that's in the top uh, ten, where he could sit there and say, you know what, I see what's going on. I can look at this, and I can, I can make adjustments. I can do this. Come here, coaches, in a meeting, let's do this. I figured it just seemed like it just like he had no knowledge of what to do. Maybe the stage is too big for him. I don't think, I don't care what coaches he has. It, it won't make no difference if he bring in a big time defensive coordinator, a big time line. Well, no, that's, that's not true because that that guy is the one making the adjustment. You know, look, he's offensively, the, uh, unless, offensively, unless unless Golden step back and say, "You run the, you run my defense. You put what well, yeah, you want to put yeah, in." I mean, it got to be. But I, I hear about like, well, if he make changes, if Golden make a change and say, "Hey, look here," like Kirk, or uh, come and say, "Look here, I want three four. What can you do to run me a three four? He gonna tell you what. Well, screw you, coach, because I don't run a three four. No, I run a four three. You, you, you you're don't, hiring somebody. You're, you're already a believer in what they're gonna do, whether it's three four four and, three. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. You gotta let them do their job. And that's what. And, and if you're not on the same page philosophically, you don't hire that guy. Exactly. Just like the Louisville coach and head coach and defense coordinator, they was on two different stages. But the man say, this is what I want to run. This is what I'm going to do. If you don't they're like on, it, you know, and they win they're it. Not on, they're not on two different pages. Well, they can still be on two different pages, but that guy's performed for Louisville this year. He's yes, done a nice he Yep, he has. So that's so. my thing is, I mean, regardless of what, Coach, I don't care what he bring in. I, I really don't. He could keep – let's see what – let's put something else in. You know what I mean? Like I say – it's not Franklin's job. Franklin listening to what the coach is saying. Hey, we want this. We want my. I want my defensive line standing up, holding the blocks, and I want my linebackers and safeties coming up making the tackles. That's what he go teach them to do. Now, if he tell them, hey, it's time to bail all out, get after it. That's what they go do. You know what I mean? So, but as far as uh, I mean, I'm not saying that's what he should be judged by. But then there's another step. Hey, are you a good recruiter? Can you bring in a top defensive lineman? You know, me based out here in Tampa, we got a lot of quality defense alignment. They're not big, but they're good quality defense alignment. And when you see these kids and you say, hey, man, what about Miami? Man, Miami's not recruiting me, man. I'm like, really? No. Nah. Well, I don't have no interest in Miami because I don't want to play in that defensive scheme. I'm like, well, you know, I'm still like, okay, you know, that's what you, you know, they don't want to play in that, they don't want to play in that defensive scheme. That's the that's the biggest thing down here in Tampa when you talk to a lot of guys. You know what I mean? They like Miami. They big Miami fans, but they say they don't want to play in that defensive scheme. 
It's like, you know, I'm out here to – Well, everyone's you know, using it as a recruiting tool. That's why That's why you hear the kids saying it because coaches yeah, and mothers are yeah. saying they got the right. big scheme problems. Yeah. Right. So, but, you know, that's that's my big thing here, man. You know, I, I know it's in – but I'm I glad that, you know, you just brought me up because, like I said, I was on fire at the beginning. I was ready to fire Golden. Him and the staff could go somewhere and dig a hole. I was, I was pretty upset about it, but now I've calmed down. You know, listen to everybody because – Everybody just is pissed off at me. All about therapy. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, all about I, therapy I, tonight. All right. Thanks I, for being I appreciate the therapy, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Talk to you next time. All right. Let's go out to the 310. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going once, going twice. All right. Let's go to the um, the 513. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? from Cincinnati. How you doing, man? How you um, doing? Oh, man, listen, man. My blood was boiling, and then I looked on the thread, and you had said it was going to be moved to Wednesday, and I'm glad you moved it to Wednesday because my iPhone was just going to be blitzed with just nothing but owl, hate owl calls. But um, <laughs> um, just wanted to make this point, and I know um, we're kind of running short on time. Um, I'm just thinking, Gary, maybe you can kind of – answer this. I've always thought the telling staff for Al, and just going back on your question, when you asked I guess at the beginning, was Al the guy? I just don't think he's just the man for this job. And the reason why I say that is because if you go back to the press conference, I think it was right when he announced he was staying from the whole Penn State thing, that right there kind of told me a lot about him. Because I just kind of felt from that day on it was like, okay, I'm just going to make the most of this and let me just see if I can kind of rejuvenate myself to make this work. And I think he put so much time and effort into trying to get that Penn State job that maybe he just didn't think about coaching changes. Maybe he was just trying to assemble his staff because he thought he had the job, and when Penn State didn't choose him, he's like, oh, well, shit, I can't go back and try to hire anybody new now because it's too late in the process. Yeah, I mean, there, have there you ever thought about that? that? I, there could I mean, be some truth I, to that. Yeah, because I just felt like, okay, well, it, it just was a whole bunch of mess, and that conference kind of told a lot about me because it just seems like his body language this year is just totally different than years past. It just seems like he's just like, if they I lose and bad, <laughs> yeah, it's like when they lose and they lose bad, he just looks so defeated in post games. It's like he really doesn't want to be there to answer questions. It's it's like it's almost like if you go back on the tape against the Louisville in the bowl game, and I know a lot of Miami fans don't want to go back into that tape and look at that game, but if you look at that game and watch his body language, can you not? I mean, I don't know if you agree with me or not on this, but wouldn't you agree that his mind was on that Penn State job? Like he kind of no. knew from the inside. I mean, no. does that not kind of? No, okay. I don't think. I, mean, I, don't, think I, don't, I don't think there's. I don't think there's a connection there. Okay, well, let me ask you this: Looking on the Virginia game, do you kind of feel that the players, some of them, just stopped playing? Really? Yeah. Because it just seemed like their body language in the third quarter, it was kind of like they just was like. Oh, I mean, I don't know if you're still there or not, but Virginia put a 30 nothing run on them, okay? And there was no response. 
so to me, you know, that, that that's that's players, you know, just giving up on the game. All right, um let's continue on here. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. We got five minutes or so of show left. Let's go out to the nine seven three. You are now live on King Five. Gary, what's up, man? What's going Who's on? This? It's Ross, New Jersey. You know, I call I call right, Ross. passionate, you know. Hey, a couple of things. Um about making a couple of coaches changes and I'm listening to this all night and I'm, everybody have their opinion. I'm listening, I'm getting frustrated, I'm getting mad, I'm calming down, I'm getting mad. Okay. Um some of the things that we're not thinking about when we talk about, you know, getting a defensive lineman coach. This guy right now is not good enough as a recruiter, and he might be being told to run a certain system and having the defensive guys um, get to the quarterback a certain way. I can agree with that a little bit. I can see that. But he's not a knockout type of guy recruiter. So if changes need to be made there, we need to bring in a guy that be able to recruit. Now, you well, that's what I'm saying. The, I totally agree oh, with you, Ross. Yeah, and, oh, and, that's what I, yeah. and I've been saying that. I agree. Yeah, so you're saying to, about – you're saying about I'm bringing saying a defensive coach, coordinator, a, a well, non-okay guy, to bring in an okay guy, not a superstar type of a defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's a he's waste not going to come here. What, wait a minute. You say a, a, a big-time defensive coordinator is not going to come here for one or two years or just one year. I agree with you. But also a mediocre one is not coming for one year knowing that he's um he's only going to be around for one year. Coach D needs to be fired. He needs to be get. Get, get the keys, lock him out, don't have him come back ever, okay? We just need to go find a guy. Maybe the guy right now is on staff. Maybe he's on staff. No, and absolutely I, not. Oh, wait a minute. But maybe he's not. But I'm, just, I'm also going to make a point. Let's get, kick over to the offensive side of the ball. Please, I hope Golden is paying attention to what's going on over there in Florida. What I mean by that is this. The next guy that get hired, I can see him coming through and hiring away Coach Harris away from my program. His son is already over there in Florida. I can see yeah, that's him Yeah, that's definitely he wants to move to Gainesville. Hey, money. Money. Yeah, you know. you talk about we'll money I'm all not the time it, on the show. I'm not saying it can't or won't happen, but I don't know. I think, yeah, I think because Coach the first thing, The first thing that. this guy is going to stand behind is that I had to make the move that's going to benefit for me and my family. And then no one can't say anything about this. So all I'm saying is I hope Ola is not sleeping on that. I sure hope he's not sleeping on that. I just hope he's not sleeping on that. Okay? All right. So my my point is all this stuff that's going on and all this bickering and complaining, it's all just due, um, Gary, because this guy is failing as a head coach. And why he's failing as a head coach, you might not, if you notice, where we're getting all our recruiting, our, our A pluses, is on the offensive end because the offensive players are seeing okay success and so they feel they can come in and be just as successful. But They're also the doing a better end, job recruiting on that side of the ball. They're recruiting better players you. on offense. Yes. I agree with you, and that's why I'm saying you can't talk about a, a, a big time coach won't want to come in. And if you give him a year contract or if you give him enough money, you give him enough motivation, he could come in knowing that, yeah, he could get fired, but also he could turn this around. But I do want to say another thing real quick, though, because I have a lot of things on my mind. And I, I think Golden is trying to protect Coach D only because 
he's trying to see Coach G can land into a, another job before he he doesn't he doesn't want to fire this guy. This guy seems like again they're business partners. They grew up with each other. He doesn't want to put this guy on the um on the back burner and put him on the street with his family. And that's part of what Golden Problem is. He's not acting like this one guy said before. He's not acting like he hasn't been a a, a, a coach's assistant before either. It doesn't matter if this guy gets kicked out of the door and gets put on the street. It happens in college football. This is big-time college football. And I am annoyed. I am strictly annoyed with this guy and his behavior. He's being stubborn. He's not getting well, the Well, give it a right chance. Kid. Let's see what happens. You know, he made a mistake last year, okay? Now it's a, now it's a new cycle. Let's see what he does. If, if yeah, he makes no we, changes, while, I'll look. While we wait and see, we're, we're losing kids and we're losing interest. You're not losing People, kids. Hey, hey, yeah, I'm telling you. You, you keep every time I bring stuff like this, you cut. We're losing. We're not getting any quality. Look at the linebacker from JUCO. Why did he decommit? He committed because he didn't like what he was seeing on defense. <laughs> so you just tell me we're not losing kids. Yeah, I mean you lost Gary, him. I'm not getting I'll on your show to get on you, Gary. It's not you. No, no, it's fine. You know, it's get just, on, you know I'm not getting on your problem. show to get on you. But I don't have any problem with debate. Yes, yes, they lost Claude, Claude George because he didn't like what he was seeing on defense. But and that's right embarrassing. Now, so we're, 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 a, we're getting an okay, a very good okay defensive guy that's decommitting to Miami. And he's a defensive guy. He's, he's, he's not like the top of top, top kid. And he's turning around decommitting. Probably, probably would have been a starter next year. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so, so, Gary, look what I'm saying is that's embarrassing, and, and and we don't want to take it anymore. This stuff is embarrassing. We're looking at guys decommitting on the defensive side of the ball, and this is where we need help the most. All right, but in fairness, are, you're talking about one guy. Come on, you're talking about one guy. You, you can't make a general, you know, class. Well, well, yeah, like, okay, but it's still it's, it's still embarrassing, and it's still a blow to the to, to the team. That we're losing guys on a on a, a very important part of our team. I'm not we sure I would call again and start. Say it again. I'm not sure I would call it embarrassing. They they, they lost one recruit that they they lost one recruit they thought they had. Okay, I mean that that happens every year. Okay. Also, oh, I don't want to close your show on this, but please address this either. Um, couple of things. Couple of things. Please give me a chance. Couple of things. When are we going to stop watching? We're going to turn on our TV and watch us call stupid timeouts after timeouts because we are have, we're allowing the, the, the clock to run down and we're not prepared to make a call, the right guys in the game. We're watching guys that's running around. Number 28 is running around like, a, like he's crazy, not knowing where he's supposed to line up. He's telling somebody else to go over here, go over there. First of all, the kid don't even be playing. That's another part that I'm annoying. It's annoying. To watch number twenty-eight on the field. Safeties. I agree. No reason to be playing with walk-on safeties. Embarrassing. Okay, a suggestion for you. Um, the guy made a suggestion. Say you should have a couple more of these shows during the, uh, when the season is over. If you yeah, can, we will. Can you have a? Can you have it right around recruiting time? Right around yeah, yeah, time of like spring Absolutely. train, like when we go when we go to spring ball. Yeah. And um, you know, just pick like nice little pinpoint times when you know the interest needs to be something. We have something to talk about. 
you know, you know, we want to be greedy, yeah. We want you on, we we want you on the radio three times a week. Is that's what we're saying? <laughs> I got you. Therapy, man. No, right, I, I man, got you. I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you guys. We will definitely schedule them regularly. It just won't be every single week. Yeah, but uh, hey, come on. You know, stop saying that it, 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 it's not a blow when it's a serious blow that we're we got number twenty-eight on the field and 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 nobody out there sees that. This guy is not getting it done. No, none of these recruits out there are saying, you know what, what 28 is doing in the field, I could come in and do. They know they could come in and do a better job than this guy. It's just embarrassing. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I should not be playing with walk-ons, no doubt about it. Not, right, not hey. in the position that we're in. Not in the position that we're in. No. All right, hey, thank okay. you so much for the call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one keep, more keep, in tonight. If, if you're not done, if you're not done, keep me on hold. You got it. All right, last call of the night. Let's go out to the 202. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on with you, man? This is Kwame. Hey, what's up, Kwame? What you got? Talk fast for us. I, I was just trying to figure out, uh, you know, who are some possible list of candidates for some of these assistants? Who do we think is going to be leaving at the end of the year? Oh, we. I mean, it's way too – we don't know. I mean, you You know, you're trying to predict what, it, what Al Golden's going to do first. And I mean that's pretty impossible. I mean, I you know everybody, you you hear everybody out here in the fan base throwing the same guys out for a long time. I mean that that they think should be replaced. Um, but if a move is made, who should be the new guys coming in? It's almost impossible to speculate on that. You're gonna have Can you're I gonna make have a suggestion? You're gonna have firings around the country. You're gonna have all kinds of stuff going on in December and January. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. I don't care what Blake James does with his pocketbook, but I would love to steal that guy Tavares Robinson from Florida, if we could. He's looking for a job right now. Uh, right now, he's probably, would, waiting, he's probably sitting there waiting to see who gets the Gator job right now, to be honest with you. But, he would um, be an upgrade from Paul Williams, that's for sure. Yeah, people really like him. I would love to see... Uh, Ed Orgeron on the defensive line, uh, as much as I like Jeff Rowe, but if he doesn't land that kid from California, I'd much rather see a Ed Orgeron at, at the D-line position and coaching those D-linemen. He's put a lot more defensive linemen in the NFL uh, than Jeff Rowe, in my humble opinion, and he's a much better recruiter. And I just would like to know from your vantage point, are they willing to pay up with the $250,000 to $300,000 for assistance for those position coaches? Um, I don't know if they're willing to, but I think they need to be willing to do whatever they have to do. This program is running out of time to play games. Okay, it, it, It's time to get serious. They have to get the best coaching staff in here that they possibly can and try to get this thing back, certainly if not next year, by the year after. Um, obviously, everybody in the fan base is thinking next year. And you just you don't have time to play games anymore over fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I hope so, Gary. I'm. I mean, I, everybody on this call has sort of you know let let out you know, their frustrations and their feelings about Al Golden. I'm not ready for him to get fired yet, but I, I'm seriously despondent. And if you're a recruit, especially if you're a defensive recruit, why would you come play for Miami? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no incentive really. Except for playing time, because you know oh. you got right now they're these guys. right now they're not. <laughs> I mean they're not. Uh, if you look at the recruiting class, 
there's not a lot of great defensive players on there. Not at all. Juan, and then the guys that go after Jaquan Johnson. I'm sorry. You know, Jaquan Johnson, I think is a is an elite level prospect. Um, you know, Patchen, assuming he recovers well from his injury, is a is a very good prospect. But that's it. That's it. And then you know, the, the guys that they go after, we go after the bottom feeders, Gary. Like now, you know, after, like the top ranked guys. A couple of these guys, a couple of these guys that are three star guys that might be under ranked. You know, you got to give the coaches the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they'll get on a few of those. But you know, the elite defensive players, the guys around the country, right now are 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 not being recruited well enough to be in this class, and that's what has to change. And and and, and we have two elite defensive linemen that's up the road from us in the quote-unquote state of Miami, and they're not even paying attention to us. Were you talking you about know, Coward and Jefferson? Yes, there's no... Okay, that's time. not the state of Miami. That's, uh, that's Tampa, outside the state of Miami. State of, no, but no, but I would... I thought agree. they were in Tampa. No, yeah, they are, but the state of Miami is Orlando South. But but I would agree with you that those are the kind of players that should be considering Miami that are not. I'm 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 at a loss, you know, as far as like, you know, what to think about Al Golden because, except to say that he's mediocre, and I mean I have friends who well, are the, jur- the so jury's large. out. The jury's out, and he's definitely running out of time to prove that he's better than that. Do you and think the, the jury's reason- out four years in? Well, I think yeah, I do think the jury's out, and and I think he's getting the benefit of the doubt because of all the problems he's been through, and I don't think any of anybody out here knows. How big of an impact does that's really had or not had? Um, everybody's got different theories on that. But the bottom line is, he does deserve to come back next year. But I do think that he's under the gun to improve last his program. Question. Last question before we go: If he loses these last two games, is he still coming back? Oh God, I don't. You know, to come back? I can't. You, we can't go there. there, there there's why no, can't we no go there? Game. I think it's, I because think why? Because why? Hypothetical. Go there. Why be doom and gloom hypothetical? If they if they lose the Pittsburgh game, call back and ask that question next week because it's all you know. This stuff can change week to week. As we're sitting here right now, he's back next year. Period. You know, if they get blown out know. at home, I, by, I if they it. get blown out at home by Pittsburgh next week, maybe that changes. Maybe it doesn't. But I, I can't answer that question right now. All right, Kwame. All right, man. Let's go home, man. We've been a long night. Take care, buddy. You ready? All right, we'll talk to you next week. All right, I want to thank everybody for calling in. Um, I thought it was a, a great show. And I, I know we let some people go on a little bit, but I, I do feel like most of the topics on everybody's mind were covered tonight. I hope you got a little bit of therapy. I know everybody needs it. It was a frustrating week. It's been a frustrating season. We'll see what happens on Saturday night at Sun Life Stadium. Mary J., take us home, baby. The rest of my days unhappy Why would I spend the rest of this year alone When I can go therapy When I can go therapy When I can go therapy Two times a day Why would I spend the rest of this week so bitter And all that listening is making you bitter too When I can go therapy When I can go therapy When I can go therapy Two times a day
days unhappy While I spend the rest of this year alone When I go therapy Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.